Yes. <laughs> and we're officially live now. Okay, I think I'm done with all the promotion. Oh, okay. So seek, <gasps> seek wisdom at Orlunga was, if you recall at the very beginning, that's what you were told by the stumbling, kind of bumbling, old, uh, half-blind elderly seer that had stumbled into you at um, Port Nyanzaru. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was kind of like yeah. a random weird encounter where they just kind of grabbed you and went, Seek wisdom at Urlunga, and just kind of fainted. <laughs> and they grabbed him. Uh, Alright, let's see. Omega Chokaz, thank you for the follow. So we're just about to get started. I'm just going to go through some of the basics right now. Uh, so DMCA, so I have to be a little boring here for a second. So, <laughs> for our D&D streams, music, DMCA, so we're covered. Everyone that's also a Twitch streamer is rolling their eyes right now, because I know. Guild of Ambiance, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to mention you first all the time, because you responded to me. Personalized letter, that was amazing, thank you so much. Guild of Ambiance, go check them out. They're playing right now. You can check them out at patreon.com slash guildofambiance. Don't mind me while I lean this way, because all of my stuff is... Second screen is a little kind of off and down to the side here. All right, then we got a lot. Okay, so act unwind station, uh, unwind station, no copyright music on YouTube, and the following artists uh, that are composed by unwind station: Guy Symphony, C.J. Beards, Ian Grimm, Alexander Hoff, and Plague Blast. Everybody on that one. Sword Coast Soundscapes, my favorite, my absolute one of my my second favorite. Um, because Sword Coast Soundscapes is, goes out of their way to say, yes, please use our stuff. There's another, there's another YouTube content creator who goes out of their way to say, do not use our stuff. I will come after you. And that's kind of, that's kind of shitty. I don't like that. Like, geez, calm down, like, for your D&D ambiance, dude. But Sword Coast Soundscapes, that is definitely not you. And thank you so much, so, so much, um, for making your stuff available swordcoastsoundscapes.bandcamp.com and you can also check them out uh, twitter.com slash swordcoastsoundscapes patreon.com slash swordcoastsoundscapes they're the good ones, the heroes thank you so much for allowing D&D streamers to use your D&D ambiances you would think that would be a given but no, there's some other content creators who are, I don't know where, where else you would use the D&D music <laughs> or the D&D ambiance Darren Curtis music as well on YouTube, and I don't think there's any other links. Oh, Darren, Cur DarrenCurtisMusic.com. They have their own website, and Patreon.com/DarrenCurtisMusic. Uh, I think that's everyone. If you use anything else, I will. Oh, and uh, Danielle Epic Soundtracks on YouTube and on SoundCloud. So you can check all of our music out there. <laughs> and also, um, shameless plugs for everybody. Let's go down the list. So I know we have Rory for Rory Brown Designs. Yep. All right, and Al, do you want to plug your stuff one more time? Yeah, so my Instagram is uh, Desert Breath, and my Etsy is Desert Breath's Design, so go give me a follow, please. Nice, all right, and Trey uh, with Gabe Aruga. Yeah, on Twitter, mainly. So we do also have a VOD on YouTube. You can check us out if you search for ESP D&D, ESP D&D, or Aaron Spencer Podcast. You can find the VOD for all of our D&D Twitch streams. Episode 1, Redux of Crystal Cup and Chimeras, is now available on YouTube. So that's exciting. We're also going to be doing that on SoundCloud as well, which will transfer it to iTunes. This is my transfer. <laughs> Anyone else? Emily <laughs> and Emma, any plugs? Shameless plugs? I see you have I your, your ice pack. 
though. I, I feel so bad. So you can just totally vibe out <laughs> for today. Uh, okay, so I think that's it. When we last left off. Oh, and uh, Tom Cartos on Patreon, who I subscribe to for, I think it's only $2 a month, something like that. 2 to $3 a month, depending on how much I have that month for extra stuff. <laughs> Um, they do amazing maps. They're a cartographer. They make maps. I subscribe. I pay for it. It's amazing content. You'll see that a lot in our work as well for the Roll20 and of course Roll20. And I think that's everybody. So that being said, any questions? Anyone else have anything they want to interject with? Everybody's looking hot tonight. I love it. So anyway, <laughs> when we last left off on Crystal Coven Chimera's Tomb of Annihilation campaign, the episode three Redux. Seek wisdom at Rurilunga and the Lady of the Dark Heart. When we last left off, you had traversed from the jungle after having a plethora of very intense, emotionally driven encounters with the Raven Queen, with Forest Grey, with a frost giant who one of you had romance, who's searching for the Ring of Winter. Same as your the NPC, your one of your guides has been traveling with you, Elena uh, de Gris. Elena de Gris has also been searching for the Ring of Winter to deliver it to Dreadlord Halia Thornton in Neverwinter. However, the Frost Giant is also looking for it. So there's some interesting political dynamics going on there, some yes, but we'll revisit it type of situation. You're continuing your search mm -hmm. for both Omu, the lost city where this Soulmonger device is said to be kept, and also hot on the trail of Arctis Climber, to the best of your ability, seems to be elusive. You had dealt with religious zealotry with the form of the Order of the Gauntlet, or at least the New Order of the Gauntlet, as a division of the Dawn Viper Concord. And after all that, you carry on and pursue and push your way through the jungle west towards Uralunga, which, as we mentioned before at the start of the stream, you had encountered a strange old seer in Port Nanzaru who had told you to seek wisdom about your journey and the things you were searching for at the Lost Temple, or the Ancient Temple of Uralunga. When you had arrived at one of your previously designated landmarks, Mabala, or Mbala, you had climbed up the steep plateau to which you were able to encounter a breathtaking vista of the surrounding area. You were able to see the world map, the overlay map. You were able to see around you for miles. You were able to see some interesting things when you reached the top of this great plateau in the center, center westernmost portion of the jungles of Cholt. Your north, you can see back up the river into the jungle towards Camp Righteous and Camp Vengeance, Vengeance <laughs> and back up towards Port Nyanzaru, the ocean part of the north, as well as some of the border forts, Port Valerian and some other isolated docks and settlements. Your west, you saw the top of a massive ancient ziggurat, more than likely the uh, the ancient temple of Orlunga, with which you are searching. You were able to get a good beat on it, at least for the the top two or three tiers. It's a step pyramid. So you are able to see it from the top of the plateau. To the east, you saw a strange, gourd-like, beet-like floating rock far to the east, past the Aldani Basin, on the oh. opposite side, at the edge of undead territory is floating in the air. A curious and interesting, or frightening, depending on what your initial assessment of that was, but nonetheless, it was still a flying, heart-shaped, beet-shaped, uh, organic structure. 
the south and to the southwest, you caught just the glimpses of this ravine that cut through the jungle, to which was, as you were told by your two remaining guides, since you killed one of them, who turned out to be a spy, so <laughs> well earned and well justified on their part. It killed a guy that happened to be a Yuan-Ti spy who was feeding information back to Omu, wherever it is. You'd also seen a rather interesting, uh, sort of out of place type of situation. What appeared to be the wreckage of sails and of canvas. A, what appeared to be a, a shipwreck in the treetops. Which you kind of had a moment. But that exists. <laughs> and that's another possible destination. But in the meantime, I think the shortest path for all of you would, in fact, be the temple, the ziggurat at Orolunga, with which you were told to seek wisdom, as the title suggests. Also on top of the plateau, you encountered a strange old hag, it turns out, the name of Nanipupu, who had tried to drug you all with a very potent herbal tea mixture so that she could feast on your bones like she did with the entirety of the village that she slowly slaughtered over the course of however many years. This landmark that was supposed to be a small settlement, a small village in the center of the jungle where locals would be able to, to come and go and it was a lot of nomadic individuals could, could come and go and stop off at Mbala and look out around them to see this breathtaking vista has all but vanished. All of the townsfolk you found upon further investigation were dead. Uh, piles of their bones were stacked waist high along the outskirts of the remnants of this village palisade that had mostly been destroyed or rotted away or partially destroyed. And even in the basement, there were still the remnants of relatively fresh, freshly eaten villagers, the last of the villagers whom Nanipupu, the green hag, had either drugged or dragged down into her lair. She did have a rather terrifying flesh construct, which seemed to be resistant to all of your attacks, which you were able to defeat. It made an attempt to run off of the side of the cliff so that it could be reassembled later at some point, but you were able to catch it before it did and set it ablaze, making sure that Nanipupu would no longer be able to have this type of a an advantage against anyone, really, as far as this massive, hulking, difficult-to-kill flesh construct. In a rage and bloodlust with your adrenaline flowing, you had made the decision to set fire to everything remaining in, at least in this area, in Mabala, which is hut, her basement, this flesh construct, everything that looked like it belonged to the Great Nag, who, unfortunately, did make good on her escape, and she was able to vanish into the mists without a trace. So although the green hag still remains, needless to say, you have issues with other hags out there in the jungles of Cholt. The green hag does remain. So that's we that's where we left off last well two weeks ago. And that's where we're gonna pick it up tonight. So as you all watch the fires burn and rage before you. The hut of the hag just 
ablaze in fire, the flesh construct also smoldering with the remnants of the initial fire that you had set to it, <laughs> and anything you can find kind of being thrown into the pyre. What do all of you do? Uh, Hallery staring at the blaze is gonna kind of blink and it's like, I'm exhausted. Who wants to go take a nap? Me, please. Me. Sleep sounds uh, amazing right now. I see we leveled up after the end of last session, mm -hmm. but we don't get any of our new stuff until the following dawn, right? If you already have it, you can keep it. If not, yeah, we'll add it the next, the next morning. So, what I mean is, if you've already made adjustments to your character sheet as far as HP, don't worry about it, because you're about to... Oh, no, I meant, like, spells and stuff like that. We would get those in the following Yeah, those morning. all reset the following morning. Okay, cool. Um, so, do we want to sleep up here in the uh, abandoned town, or do we want to sleep down below? I think up here is nice, because everyone is already avoiding this area, but the green hag is up here, so... Or might oh. still be up here. We don't know. She's somewhere. I can't hand as Marco without seeing her, can I? No. Yeah, I have to see the thing. Although I do have alarm, so I can always... We could go hide out, like, in... Are there other huts still standing? Or other, like, buildings? Houses? Buildings? There are... There's a lot of skeletons of buildings, like the frames, the burned-out frames. If you want to go and try and get a closer look at the center of the, of the plateau, you can... Where you are, it's kind of difficult to to see if there's anything. Doesn't look like there's anything remaining, but you could always you could always take a closer look. But from where you're standing, it doesn't look like there's any solid structures. Just the remnants of frames that have decayed and fallen into disuse and disrepair. Well, it won't be the first time we camp out without a house. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I could. If we had a structure, I could cast alarm at the opening of it. Which is, hey, I wonder if any of these other buildings had basements. Well, knowing that, go ahead and make a reception check. Let's see what we can find. Oh yeah, because if we could go in a basement, we could like fortify it. Is anyone helping me? Oh, I can help you. I have I have proficiency in um, perception. <laughs> in perception um i rolled a seven on my roll if you want to roll separately from me oh if i want to what if you want to roll separate i don't have proficiency so i'm not great at perceiving things. i have proficiency though yeah i have proficiency uh, so i can roll um for sure okay so each of you are going to make individual checks then yeah yeah okay i guess can can, can i make a check too well, let's start with the first two Okay. Okay. Uh, Twenty-one perception. Okay, there we go. So as you're taking the time to walk through the plateau and examine these burned-out buildings and the remnants and the frames of these huts and structures, you do find one that is rickety and worse for wear. The roof is partially collapsed, but there is enough cover around with the remnants of the, the walls and the structure and the frame, as well as a door kind of hanging off the hinges that you can 
set that alarm spell around and there's enough room for all of you to crowd in there relatively comfortably. Or at least where it's you can set up what you wanted to do with the alarm spell. There oh. is no there's no basement in that one. There is a small latch that goes into sort of below the floor, a little bit of storage. It's only about two feet, uh, two to three feet deep. A I little mean, crawl space. No. <laughs> you guys all want to crawl? Allery can sleep in there. I can sleep in a crawl space. The rest of us are small, <laughs> or large, rather. Nim and Allery can pull in up in there. <laughs> but... I am six foot seven. I'd much rather not. Yeah. No, awesome. so we can still set up a guard, but if we have the alarm, even somebody who is invisible will trigger the alarm. So, yeah. Nice. So I will, after everyone gets inside, I'm going to set up the alarm. I'm going to make it an audible alarm that will let out a very loud, like, um, screech. Very loud bell sound. Okay. So everyone else would wake up if the alarm is triggered. Sounds good. And I want to, um, I think I can specify. Are you all heading that way now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. You all make your way, gather up all your things as the fire uh, starts to burn down slowly. The fire that was raging on the hag's hut. Make your way to this building and are able to shack up inside and get comfortable and start to set the alarm. With It's the silver thread, right? Yeah. Excuse me. All right, so take I'm going to make creatures that won't set off the alarm. Um, <laughs> beasts, because I don't really care if like a mouse just crosses. Sure. Okay. Um, but we'll just say like beasts. That's doable. For that. What if a large beast comes? If a large beast comes in, I really hope our on guard people will see it. <laughs> all right. So you take the time to set up an alarm with all of these contingencies. And it's a little bit uncomfortable, and there's cool breeze coming from the mountains, but it's not the worst place you've ever slept. It's enclosed, relatively speaking, for the most part. Relatively safe. So, potentially. So who's taking the first watch? Uh, Ian Nimkan, I guess. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. As much sleep as possible after this, so it might as well take the first watch. Okay. So you have a little bit more light up here than you normally would between the moon and the stars and the elevated position above the treetops. It's warm enough in the evening that you don't necessarily feel like you need a fire, and obviously you're in an enclosed space, and the temperature does feel pretty ideal, all things considered. There are certainly some insects that are out and about that can you can hear some of them uh, buzzing outside of the structure to which with Hella and Elena Hella does crack another incense which fills the area yeah, there is it's a strong scent as always but some of the buzzing outside of the tent stops so for everyone that's taking first watch in this Makeshift structure. I'd like you all to roll perception, please, for the okay. watch. Or you can give one person advantage. Or one of you can give the other person advantage. Uh, how do you want to roll, Rory? I have five to perception, and I have, I have plus four. 
So I could give you advantage, or we could just roll separately because we both have pretty high proficiency. We should. I can. I'm okay with just rolling separately. Yeah, me too. Oh man! But if you'd have given me. What did you roll for your second roll? Seventeen is still uh, pretty good. Nat, it would have been a nat twenty for the second one. But I got a seventeen for the first one. I got a nineteen. I just would have gotten a 25 if I... Which would have been fantastic. <laughs> okay. All right. So between both of your perceptions, both of your perception checks, I should say, the evening, you don't hear anything on the outside of the surrounding area. It's eerily calm and quiet. And there's this gentle sound of breeze. It just whistles through the cracks in the open parts of the structure. It's eerie when you recall that all the villagers here have been killed and devoured by a hag. But the rest of your watch, for the first three hours or so, passes without incident. Who's taking second watch? I will. Allery will wake up with you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's your perception, my friend? Two. We're rolling together then. <laughs> That's a much better roll this time. That's a 17. <laughs> All right. I rolled a six. <laughs> Trey seems very distracted. Possibly by the events that have just happened. His mind is very centered on recent events, but Allery, as you kind of just gaze around your surroundings, you don't seem to notice anything. You swear you have this feeling that you're being watched for a moment, but it's then, before you have a chance to react, it's gone. And looking out and around the outskirts of the hut through the gaps in the structure, you don't see anything. And I believe Dune and, or uh, Dune can continue to rest, we'll say. <laughs> but we'll say um, Hella and Elena can take the last watch. Right, where is she? There she is. I'm going to give her advantage on the roll. Nobody's making advantage. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, between all of you, the night spent on the top of the plateau of Mabala passes without incident. The next morning, I would like someone to roll a d20 for the weather, please. I'll roll. Oh, God. I got a 17. I have never been happier for such okay. a weirdly middle roll. Okay. So, as you all slowly begin to come to consciousness and arise from your slumber, you have this strange, awkward, almost dirty feeling like you're still being watched and that 
you feel this almost seething hatred permeate through the air. It's a very intense feeling, but as you gaze up, you can see what appears to be a relatively beautiful day. The heat begins to rise. The temperature begins to rise, and the heat begins to hit you. And almost immediately, you notice you're all a little damp. It's very, very hot today. I'd say, crossing person. I'd say probably it's it's closer to 95 degrees first thing in the morning right now. Okay. Fahrenheit. Okay. It is hot <laughs> today. Oh, no. Very hot, babe. Very hot. <laughs> I just want to know how hot. Ah, okay. Hot, hot. Nice. What is that in Celsius? Hot, hot. Uh, 35. Well, start causing presentation on literally <laughs> fucking everyone. Uh, I'm sweat stripping. Just fucking melting. <laughs> we have all of our new spells. Allery's gonna wake up and start looking through their tome and see that they have gained the new spell sending and are immediately going to have like a moment of like reading it. And they're like, hmm. Like reads it a couple times and it's like mm -hmm. oh, and is immediately yes. gonna cast it, and it's gonna okay. send a message to their child. Okay. Oh, By the way, um, I was getting weird. Pick. Did y'all hear me have a coughing fit just now, or did I successfully mute myself with the with the other button? I think you successfully yourself. muted yourself. Yay! Okay. You. So, who are you sending a message to? I'm sending a message to Este. Okay. Allery is going to say, Hello, Espe. I finally can talk to you. I miss you. You can talk to me. I love you very much. Uh, I hope you have fun. It's going to be real quick, real little, and I'm just going to wait very anxiously. All right. And what was the nickname that they call you again? Nona. N-O-N-A. Okay. After a minute or so, you hear a response. Nona! You, you wouldn't believe it. Some a group of people came to rescue me from the, from the inn. There was a lot of violence, but I'm okay. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> uh, Allery's gonna sit there for a minute and like. Hey, Trey. Yeah. Can I gotta shuffle on board? Yeah. Hey. Uh. Great news. I can talk to my kid. <laughs> uh, <gasps> slightly less great news. They said that they were uh taken by a group yesterday. 
to avoid being taken by another group yesterday. So I'm not going to have spell slots for the morning. Just so we're on the same page. Uh, so Allery's going to send another message. Are you safe? Are you okay? Did they say who they are with? Please be careful. Do you have your lollipop? It's the iron fangs, but they're really Kiri and the Kiris, the songstress of Daggerford, the most famous singer. She came to save me. All right, that's gonna make Allery feel better. Lollipop? Oh, uh, I'm still standing there. Allery's gonna like. It's uh, they named their short sword. I gave them. You gave your child a short sword. We are yeah. in the middle of war, my friend. Yeah, I can't really talk for my like third birthday i got a dagger from my uncle so not surprising right anyways no smells it's a dangerous world out there you gotta teach kids to fight just in case just like a little little break just like an extra long morning to get ready Mm -hmm. that'd be fine again Uh, to get to Oralunga, do we need to go back, go back down the path where you came from? Yes, it would be well. Make a make a perception check. Ooh, okay. Twelve. Yeah, more than likely, mm-hmm. just kind of gathering your bearings and your surroundings. You would be probably in the same camp of yeah. We have to go back down the way you came and potentially. You know, work your way around, but the plateau is not that big of a plateau. It's only maybe about a mile in either direction. So is, just winding your way back down. Is there any way we could like before we go down, walk around the plateau to like see if we spot either any big dangers or anything that could get in the way? Uh like as we go to Orlunga? From the, top, from the top of the plateau, yeah. I want to have somebody make another perception check. Could be anybody. I'll do it. I'll okay. do it. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> My dice suck ass. That's a 24. Ooh. Nice. Hell yes. I got a 19. <laughs> so, for the most part, it seems like a relatively straight path of jungle from the top of the from the bottom of the plateau to uh, Oralunga. It seems like it would be all things considered a straight shot through the jungle. But because we're doing this specifically, I'm going to bring up the world map once again, or the regional map. Let's go to players map Cholt. This is going to take a minute or two to load, but yeah, for any of you watching on the stream, you can see it takes a while to load all the all the other hexes. So it's a blurry. And then there we go. I'm glad it's just a straight thing then. I think that's the only fir- the first time I said that sentence. So this is Chult. 
the island, or the peninsula of Chult. It connects to the mainland in the southeast. Okay. 180, 200. Bring up my handy dandy snap to center tool, my arrow tool here. So, the canyon with the coral and the fossils, the fossilized remains, Ataz Kahakla, that's down here. You had, I believe, left the canoe. Here at the beach? Yeah. We hit it with uh, Dune's excellent skills, I think. Yes. May or may not still be there. Or Alunga. <laughs> 60 miles in this direction. The floating part. 110 miles in that direction. And that strange wreckage you had seen. I'm actually going to remove some more of these hexes to kind of get an even spread. So let's see how long this is, where you are. So you can see about 150 miles in either direction. 140, 150 miles. Okay, so this is the map. These are your possible destinations. The general consensus is setting out towards Oralunga, yes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah we're, we're heading to Oralunga to meet up with our frost giant friend to help find the ring winter, the ring of winter. Right? That, that is, is, that is also where she was heading. She was heading in that direction. So that's what we were doing, right, guys? Yes. We were heading yeah. that way. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, right. Um. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something. I'm sorry. I was waiting. I was, and then I thought about it, and I was like, nah. Very I guess I'm not really low on rations. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, is everyone getting, is everyone okay on, like, rations and stuff like that? Because we could always take some time, either uh, the morning or the evening, to hunt, but... I have 19 normal rations, mm -hmm. and I have 6 Allosaurus jerky that we made. But honestly, give me a plate of, like, poisonous food, and I'll purify it. And it's good to eat. Because <laughs> handy dandy paladin bullshit. Mm -hmm. Purify food and water. And food and drink. Mm -hmm. Yep. I accidentally built a really good character for this campaign and I love that. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just be like that. Uh, Before we, like, leave, Trey's gonna stare at, like, the floating heart. Because, um... We were told that there were red wizards of Fae mm -hmm. uh, beside the Aldani Basin. He's just gonna like stare at it. And was there like any kind of thing that could suggest that the red wizards had something to do with it? Make a. Oh, geez. Okay. Make a history check. Oh, okay. I got a plus four. 16? It's too... You don't recall ever hearing anything about a floating heart in the center of the jungles of Cholt or any connection between a floating heart and the Red Wizards. So, mm -hmm. not that you're aware of, at least. Uh, is there, like, 
any kind of movement whatsoever. Any kind of what? Movement. Like, either on the actual... It's... So the, the, the heart itself is just kind of seems to be slowly rotating. Just very, very slowly. Hmm. I think we are too far to, like, see if there's any people yeah, moving in it. It's kind of like a... Yeah, it's your... 110 miles away, so. Fair. Alright, so. Uh, it was an attempt. I'm rolling like ass. <laughs> so you all take the time to pack up and climb back down the plateau, yes? Are you officially underway? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, as you embark underway and the the trek down, back down the path that wound up the eastern end of the plateau is surprisingly easier since you took the time to clear some of the foliage and shrubbery and previous obstacles and traverse the path and cut some of the thorn bushes down it's a much easier trek back down the plateau of Mabala to the jungle floor so by about 10.30 in the morning I'll say you're taking it very slow and trying to hug the side of the wall because it's very hot and it's now close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit as you're trekking your way, occasionally casting yeah. prestidigitation to clean yourselves. I know someone mentioned that. But yeah. by about 10.30, you can reach the bottom, and walking around to the opposite side of the plateau will bring you to about 11 a.m., give or take. Especially with... I'm going to have to put her on the GM layer. Here we go. Especially with and everything so at the bottom and as you're traversing remember to use your salve or your incense Hella once again uh, puts some of hers in her belt with the incense strikes a match and lights the incense on her belt as it burns and creates this 15 to 20 foot radius around her but anybody else walking anywhere outside of that just in the interest of not catching any type of strange disease. Make sure you are subtracting. And the way that I like to do it is just to say, if you run out or if you're getting dangerously low on something, that's when we can discuss it. But for now, I trust everyone to keep subtracting their incense or their selves, their insect repellent uh, selves from their inventory. Now, because of, because of the heat, you will all have to drink two gallons of water today. I can't remember if I had said this, but until it fucks me up, I'm not going to use a salve because I'm immune to diseases and poisons. Okay. Oh my god. Alright. I'm just, I'm, I'm playing my luck. Okay. You're fool. <laughs> Look, I'm immune to disease. I can heal myself and I can heal, I can neutralize any poisons. I'm fine. It'll be fine. I'm not afraid of bugs. Luckily, that includes diseases, so. Yeah. Paladins apparently are very healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it, so. We have divine blood, apparently. Divine magic coursing through our blood. There is a bit of a clearing in between the jungle, as you can see, making travel a little bit easier. So, would you like for Hella to roll an advantage, or would someone like to roll survival? Is someone feeling spry today? Let Hella, please. 
Okay. <laughs> we all created a bunch of characters who do not know how to traverse a jungle. Survival? What's that? <laughs> I was survival raised who? in the mountains. Although I think uh, we am proficient in survival. <laughs> but Hella, you guys. Also sweating and she's just... But so who is uh, helping her scout again specifically? Uh, I can help. I okay. guess I'm proficient. Yeah, in it. you're you're <laughs> usually the you're usually her spotter. And she says something about that this time. She uh, this time as well. Just you could be a guide yourself one day. Mm, maybe if I didn't like the cold weather so much. <laughs> is the farthest thing from cold? Yes. Well. I can't wait to go back home. Perhaps we could see if we can find that frost giant of yours and use her as a uh, sort of a uh, way to cool off. Maybe. We should, <laughs> we should probably try to keep her as close as we can just so we can have a little yeah. bit of uh, conditioned air around us. I agree, although I think Nim might be jealous. Well, Nim's a part of the party, so... Sure. I think they might be... I would think they might be pleased by that turn of events but i bet Nim would be pleased by that i would certainly <laughs> i would certainly like to have the frost giant with us today i can tell you that much i used to mm. wipes the sweat out of her eyes and... hold on actually no never mind that's stupid no i got Ora longer and omu confused yes omu is the omu is the lost city itself or yeah, is omu. the ancient ziggurat that rises above the yeah. treetops Omo is where all the yuan tea that Salida was feeding information to are at. Right. We just stopped by and gave them a little surprise visit. <laughs> Slaughter everyone. That Pulls kind of up thing. So the good news is you can make it halfway there <laughs> through this favorable terrain by sundown. You can probably oh, nice. you could probably push to just before midnight to another clearing if you wanted to push through. But in the meantime, as you're traveling, I would like someone to roll a D one hundred for me. Not me. Your percentile I can do it. for the day. Last time I had pretty good luck rolling my cash, so yeah. <laughs> Last time I almost got TPK'd because of me. <laughs> I'll roll it above board because why not? Thirty nine. 39. Okay. Let's I'm scared. go to the lobby. Sure, I'm going to see hundreds, what's good, what's bad, and what's what, so I don't think there's really any... I want to know what 69 is. Here. I want to know what we get from 69. 69 is an orgy. So I think this is technically considered... Bards? More bards? Trey is just like, no thanks. <laughs> Looks away from the taken woman. <laughs> okay. This is unfortunately a taken. Um, now I have to check. Very cool. Very cool. This is exciting. Very cool. Is it very cool for us or very cool for you? For you or for us? Who knows? That shrug though. <laughs> uh, that shrug though. Essie, you're killing me. <laughs> She's evil. Yeah, Avert your eyes from the stream if you're watching. I mean, I, I my glasses are off, so I literally can't see that good. Somebody roll a d4 oh, for me. Over... 
Okay. Do you want me to roll I'll it again? It. I'll, okay. do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I want to roll something. <laughs> All right. Can right, uh, you roll something already? I think. Yes. Quick aside, Emily's going to go lay down for probably like an hour or so. Because okay. uh, her, her head's really starting to get to her. So okay. I'm sorry, Emily. <laughs> I feel better. Okay. We're just going to go as if Dune is being very quiet today. Yeah. Being a sneaky little cat boy. A sneaky little cat boy. Half the backseat, half human. It's just a cat boy. So this kind of relatively barren area in between Mbala and Oralunga, this small stretch of wasteland, in the heat, it is very dry. And I need all of you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh no. Alright. Ink is Dune. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I rolled 18. Oh no. I got a 9. Oh hell yeah. My god is so fucking high, dude. <laughs> um, I got a high then... plus 2 to con. I have a plus six for my con save. Gee, so, I have a plus two. Oh, wait, I got a dirty 20. <laughs> okay. Same. All right. <laughs> All right. That will factor in later, depending on the decision that you make. Will factor in later. Yes. That's not suspicious at all. You're all like that very way. tired. You. It is just before sundown. It's probably about six or six o'clock or so seven o'clock in the in the evening and the sun is still bearing down on you and i would like for whoever is in the lead who's sort of who's acting as a lookout who's acting as a lookout as far as watching the sides of the trees hella and elena are keeping an eye yeah, I think Dune might be. Is Dune not? I feel like Dune's more perceptive than I would be. So, so here's the thing, though: is I, I need. No, to... I'm the most perceptive one here. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm the second most perceptive. Um. So Nim is probably taking point. Um, and I can help if you'd like. You so want me you to can... roll a perception check? You can either both roll or you can get well actually you know i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that reese you are up front (laughs) okay i'm gonna say reese you're up front helping and helping hella and elena is kind of acting in the middle as just kind of head on a swivel so nim i'll say that you're kind of in the middle kind of head on a swivel looking to the left and the right and kind of gazing out around you so whereas Reese and Hella are focused on actually getting to the okay. next location. So whoever's keeping okay. an eye out around you, that that's what I was getting at, was that there's your there's your guides who are tracking and making sure you stay on course. And then as far as a marching order, there has to be someone or there should be someone in the party who is generally just kind of keeping keeping a lookout around in the surrounding area. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, so Nim, go ahead and roll perception for me. Okay. Nice. As you're approaching sort of this divot in the natural slope of this bit of wasteland, there's sort of a natural cliff face that the path kind of winds down to 
the left of this sort of embankment that juts up this piece of kind of jagged stone that forms this just a little sort of natural uh, stone formation in this wasteland area. And as you kind of pass by it, there are different, there are a few sort of small caverns that are natural caverns that dot the landscape, that dot the side of this natural formation. And you hear this chittering from inside of these caves. What do you do? Tell someone. <laughs> do uh, do y'all hear that coming coming from over there? What? Where? They're like chittering sound coming from those like the cave things. How far is the cave? How far away how is far it? From where you are, it's there. probably about 30 feet or so. Okay, can I kind of tap Elena's shoulder? Sure. And be she like... She turns around and looks at you. Nim seems to have heard something coming from the caves, and I was wondering if you could send little Daria in there just to avoid walking into something terrible. Sure, I think that can be arranged. And she Thanks. starts to focus, and you can see Daria kind of up from behind. Uh, who was kind of following behind the party, just the little compy just runs up and and kind of snaps a couple of times before it looks over at, before she looks over at the caves and tilts her head and slowly starts walking towards the caves. And she gets closer and closer and kind of stops just shy. I'm going to have her, uh, Daria roll perception. So for everyone watching, I'll bring it up on the screen here. This is Dar this is Daria, our adorable little compy. <laughs> you know, being who managed me. to not see a single cabin that wasn't burned down with a hag inside <laughs> last session, but it's okay. Look, we have killed this poor creature at least three times. I think it's fair that it does it. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> maybe it was on purpose. Seventeen. Okay. So, like, I see the hag. She stops. Roll twenty is doing a lot better with rolls tonight. Yeah. She stops just shy of the shadows and starts to back up. And as she does, you see a quick flash. As just as she approaches the outside of the cavern, something sharp just shoots out from the shadows, and. Kind of slams into the ground by Daria as she jumps and starts to run back in the opposite direction. And emerging from three of these oh, no. caves, making themselves seen as you hear a little bit of a and a little bit of a crash. What appeared to initially be something small in the shadows, these relatively large, hulking, massive at least for what they should be, giant scorpions come crashing out of these three caves and their massive claws. I need you all to roll initiative, please. Oh, 
I stumbled over my words that, there for a second. <laughs> Rolling the initiative. All right, let's go to... Uh, the the first one was for Allery, and the second one was for Dune. Okay. Are you able to take control of Dune? Yeah. Okay. I've played a few rogues in my time. Do you have the permissions set up so that you can? Yes. Okay. Nat, Nat, you're on initiative. Who on earth was that? That was me. Who was that child? <laughs> that was me. That's me. Alright, and I'll let you hey, position well, yourselves. Salita's not here. Salita has been killed. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Though one of my favorite moments in this campaign so far was killing that whore. <laughs> I'm gonna step. Let me use wood. How many are you? <laughs> oh, that's a giant Damn. spider. We want a giant scorpion. <gasps> I am more afraid of scorpions than I am spiders. I will. Scorpions will fuck you up. They they're, have no mercy. They're bigger than they should be. They're significantly larger than a normal sized scorpion, which I'm sure in Faerun is about this big or so. But these are much larger. <laughs> significantly larger, um, about the size of a, uh, but owl bear size. Well, because their tails, they appear to be larger than owl bears. But large equines, large bears, about double the size of that. I did not ask for giant scorpions. <laughs> I don't think any of us wanted giant scorpions. Giant scorpion well, is thirty-nine, thirty-eight to Maybe I think thirty-eight to forty-one. Maybe I'm actually just super into scorpions. Okay. Don't judge me. And Hella. I'm forgetting that Hella's in a different. Surely just put her with the the rest of Crystal Coven Chimeras. I do that right now, actually. So I don't have to like look separately for her token. Hella. All right, I have spells All now. right, so initiative. Make sure we got everyone. All First right. First time I don't suck at Nim, you're at 23, correct? Uh, we are missing Dune and Allery from the initiative order because I rolled their initiative before you switched maps. Okay, and what's Dune's? Dune is 11, Allery is 22. Okay, Allery is 22. Alright, descending. Alright, so Nim 23, Allery 22, Trey 19, Reese, mm -hmm. you are 13, yeah. Elena 13, Dune 11, Hella 6. Does everyone see themselves on the turn order? Yeah. Yeah. something loud and stupid here because I don't I don't mess with scorpions it's fine I'll see how hard they hit <laughs> which direction was the party traveling north 
west. West. Westish. Uh, according to this map, what direction west. were we traveling? West. I think it's this way. Ah, uh, combat music. Heck yeah. We're in it now. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> ah, no, you moved my token, so now I can't do shit. <laughs> All right. Also, we do have the interactive D and D Beyond uh, feature available, so you can click on everyone's D and D Beyond characters, and you can bring them up, and you can see their stats and everything yeah. in real time. That's for D and D Beyond. Also, for everyone, make sure you update your characters in D and D Beyond. I forgot to keep you up on yes. that, but I remembered to do that. Thank so. you. Valerie and Dune are unable to oh, wait, be actually... accurately displayed on D and D Beyond because neither of us have all of the books available for the character gotcha. stuff. So that we can update their like level, but we can't update anything else, unfortunately. Okay, Nim, what are you doing? I am. Hang on, sorry. Uh, changing vape batteries. Up. <laughs> I am going to cast Shatter right, um, right, right here. Like, gotcha. Like right where it'll get both of them in my ten foot radius sphere. All right, ten foot radius um, sphere. And then you need your con saves. It's a DC 16 constitution save. A little circle. There we go. Okay. I meant to tap. Can minimize my named NPCs. Creatures. These giant scorpions are pretty cool. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Watch them mm -hmm. kill us. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It's a 10 foot um, radius. Do I have immunity to poison disease? Ah, I can heal poisons, but I'm not immune to them. Alright, well, one roll the natural 20. And that radius looks good. Okay. So as you start to scream in a bard like manner and let out this sound wave, like. Songbird, I, I that, that's like my the favorite uh, black canary. Yeah. Uh, that's like my favorite visual canary. from. That's I keep wanting to say Suicide Squad, but the Birds of Prey. Yeah. So you just let out this scream, this kind of. It's melodic, this melodic scream, but as you can see the sound waves and the scorpions, one of them just kind of puts their claws up and kind of starts to retreat, like. <sighs> as they kind of are wildly uh, snapping in front of them and their tail kind of co uh, coils forward in an aggressive uh, position and they kind of back away. Um, they do get hit and the damage on that is from what you are now 2d8 or 1d8? Thunder. 17, okay. Oh. Nice. And is it half damage? Yeah, half as much damage. Okay. So the one on the but the one closest to the top of the map takes 17 damage, and you can see it kind of, it almost like drops kind of into the sand a little bit as it's holding its claws over um, where it's, um, I don't want to say ear canals, but <laughs> auditory sensors. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on scorpion anatomy. And the <laughs> second one takes half damage, so eight. Okay. All right. As that sound wave just, okay. <laughs> and eventually just dissipates into the air. Anything else on your turn? Actually, that's not all I do. Nice. I back up even further. Okay. 
Nin's like, I'm gone. <laughs> All right, so you just kind of back up and reset a little bit as you survey the situation before you. And is that the end of your turn, officially? The end of my turn after I move back a little bit, yeah. Okay. Allery, you're up next. After I see cover behind me. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Allery is also getting the fuck out of Dodge and is going to Eldritch Blast the one closest. Okay. To the him. one that's... All right. The one that took 17. So as you pull up the Eldritch Fire in your hands... <sighs> You have two Eldritch Blasts or one? No, one. Okay, so that purple fire glows, that black and purple fire glows in your hand. <sighs> As you hurl it over to the Scorpion, 16 will hit. So go ahead and roll damage on that Eldritch Blast. Oh! No, you're correct! It's two beams at fifth level! <laughs> I thought it was two. So you, Do you have want me to two roll of those. my d20 twice? Yes. Natural 20. Nice. All right. So you have two of the fire of the purplish black fireballs in each hand. And as you toss them, they kind of merge together and form this larger Eldritch Blast that just doubles, almost triples in size. It has little bolts of lightning that kind of spark off of it. As it strikes into the scorpion for a total of ooh, sad damage on the second on the natural 20, though. I'm sorry. I mean, I still got a 12, so that's kind of yeah. nice. So 25 points of damage as the scorpion just kind of ignites in this otherworldly fire. That's pretty good for a cantrip, boys. And it starts, yeah. it lets up this high-pitched screech as it backs up. But as you survey the damage and the fire of your Eldritch Blast, this unearthly fire slowly dissipates. You can see these charred burns on the scorpion, these otherworldly burns and sort of blisters and bubbles but it's still standing. That's a lot of damage. Allery is gonna mutter, and Hella's probably the only one who hears it. It's like, fucking hate scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and is that the end of your turn? Yeah, it's the end of Okay, alright, Trey, you're up. Followed by a scorpion, uh, and then Reese. Um, okay, okay, okay. I would like to Eldritch Blast this one. Okay. Um... So you also, your fire is a little bit, it's more of like a black fire, like a, and you swear that just the, the faintest image of skulls just appear in your shadow flame. That's 21 to hit. That definitely hits. And then it's 1d10, which is 5 plus 2, so 7, uh, force damage. Alright, so, and, uh, because it's going to be pulled 10 feet closer to me. Ooh, okay. Uh, because Ooh. of the grasp of Hader. Um, so you see this sort of tendril, this shadowy tendril, that it's almost your Eldritch Blast almost takes the shape of a single skull with its mouth open as it grasps onto the scorpion. And in, a, in an instant, you see the teeth of this skull just kind of clamp down as your Eldritch Blast hits it and drags the scorpion ten feet closer as it screeches in surprise and shock, like... <sighs> I don't know what kind of, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Whatever screech a scorpion would make, it just goes ten feet closer. Again, not, um, not an expert on scorpion anatomy or the uh, the sounds that they make when they're in distress. 
I'm assuming it's quiet, but they're giant, so they're making hissing and clicks and that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, then I'm gonna move closer. Okay. Um, and just like grip my ass, my axe, and use thunderous smite on my uh great axe to prepare okay. to attack next. So as you approach, the great axe begins to spark with this almost like blackened lightning. <laughs> And you prepare for a strike. That's the end of your turn? Yep. Okay. Well, they are... The unfortunate thing about... Well, the fortunate slash unfortunate thing about this is that they are insectoid creatures. So they're just going to attack the first thing that is closest to their den. Which in this case is Trey. That was the point. I'm gonna die, yeah, aren't I? Figured. Oh my god, dude, you should have let me pull up. I have like. Oh my so god, many... I'm gonna die. It's a, it's You're a immune 15. to poison damage, though, aren't you? You're immune no, I'm immune to disease. Oh, I can, I can so... heal poisons, but I'm. Didn't you roll really high on your con, though? Yeah, you got a 20 on your con, didn't you? Yeah, I got 20 on the con. So, the giant scorpion kind of rushes over as its claws are, are clicking and clacking. <laughs> And the first claw attack, whoosh, as it slices through the air, you're able to kind of dodge and parry with the blunt end of the head of your axe. Whoosh. But as you do, its second claw comes in and sinks into you with a 22 for seven bludgeoning damage as it slams into the side of you. It just kind of gives you a small laceration into the side of your arm for seven bludgeoning. And as it, as it, as it slams into you and you're knocked back, its claw turns to the side and closes in on you. So seven bludgeoning, yes. But I need you to make a, I need you to make an athletics check for me. Twenty. Oh yeah. So it it goes to to close its claw around you, and you're able to take the axe and the kind of with your armor, with the hardest part of your armor, kind of push back on one side of the claw and push your axe out of the way and jump back so that you do not get grappled by this creature. And as you do this, it simultaneously brings down its giant stinger and you see it and you just kind of move your shoulder to the side. You can, you can hear the wind on it as it slams into the dirt behind you into the sand. Damn. I would like like everyone in present to note that is 27 poison damage. If that succeeds 27, don't get hit by poison. (laughs) <laughs> but the good thing yeah. is, is that Trey is officially immune to poison. Yes, so no, I'm immune no, disease. to disease. Oh, I can disease. heal poisons. I can okay. heal poisons using five points of lay hands, though. Okay, but you're immune to disease. Yeah, got it. Okay, so Reese, you're up, followed by another scorpion. Okay. I'm up. Well, <laughs> I can now move forward. I can now move like so, so fucking fast. Um, mm-hmm. but Save me. <laughs> I can bring me. I guess I could. I'll pop up right next to you, I think, is 40 feet. Okay. Where it was. It's 35. I'll move one more. The grids Hello. here are correct. That's the good thing. Yay. Alright, so I'll pop up over here. Okay. Actually, I don't need to because I have reach. <laughs> so. I'm going to um hit this one. Okay. I think. All right. Um, yeah. All right. With your crocodile glaive, right? With the crocodile. All right. Because so... it's fantastic. All right. You're okay. at the ready. You. Yeah. 
close distance and swing your crocodile halberd down onto the giant scorpion and roll attack. 23 to hit. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and then I have like 800 dice to roll for this. Thing, so. <laughs> I guess that's the disadvantage of rolling a physical effect. Okay. Okay, so that's going to be a total of, uh, twelve damage. Did you okay. see my brain, like, did yeah. you see my gears working? I could hear them. <laughs> Alright, so you slam oh, your, your halberd down onto the giant scorpion, and it sinks into its carapace. <laughs> you can see some of the greenish, uh, blackish blood on the inside of the scorpion just kind of splash up as you slam down into it and I believe it needs to make a saving throw with your halberd. Yeah. And also takes an additional uh, d4 yes on hit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you already factor that in or? I did factor it in. Okay perfect. Alright so what's the save? The save is uh, I believe it's con. Alright and it's the save is optional. Uh, no it's strength save. Um, if you, uh, you you can choose to latch on with your magical halberd, or you can choose not to. So, um, now that we have said that, do you want to choose to yeah. try and grapple it, or no? Um, with your halberd, or kind of keep it pinned down? Yeah, I can, I'll try to keep it pinned down, okay. I guess. And it's strength um, or con? It's strength, it's a DC 12. Okay. That's not for twenty, yeah. So it does it does is able well, to kind of slide back off of the halberd. Dang. Yep. Well I have extra attack anyway, so Yeah, that's that yeah, you do. Also, you do. which I completely forgot about, I have rage, so I'm gonna do that because I forgot. Alright. Rage uh, <laughs> All I, right. get to roll on, I get to roll on that table. So right? Reese yes, ones and twenties, I believe, right? It's um D eight, right? Is it is it only if you roll a one and a twenty though? Is it? I'm not sure. Or is it every time you actually go into no, a rage? No, it's every time I go into a rage. Alright, perfect. And I it's a, a D8. Right, so go ahead. So, so D8, I rolled a 7. Which is... So, and is that Tasha's, by the way? Yeah, it is. Um, it is... Flowers and vines temporarily grow around you until your rage ends. The ground within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain for my enemies. But not for my allies. Okay. And what is it that's springing up from the ground again? Flowers and uh, vines. Nice. All right. So as Reese miss it, or as Reese is unable to hook in the curved end of the crocodile of the crocodile mouth of this halberd, she just kind of uh, and gets so frustrated that she flies into a rage. But not only does this rage affect her combat prowess, but these flowers and these desert flowers and kind of blackened vines just begin to shoot up from the ground below her as the ground begins to rumble and shake just within 15 feet just and these grasping <laughs> vines and flowers begin to just spring up in this area all right and then i'm gonna attack this bad boy again okay the scorpions are kind of reeling and you can see them trying to reassess what's happening in their natural habitat uh, does the 19 hit? Yes. 
Yay, 19 heads. <laughs> okay. So it has to roll the strength save again. Um, so while I'm doing that, go ahead and roll damage, including your d4 for bleed. <laughs> and it fails. Yay! So let's see what the damage is. 17 damage. Nice. Real pretty well that time. <laughs> All right, so you swing. Oh, and then plus two for rage damage, so that's actually nineteen. Nice. So in a rage, you scream and ah, and bring your your crocodile helper down onto the giant scorpion and sink it into the head of this of this insectoid creature. As it buckles itself and kind of falls down onto its belly, its tail is flailing wildly and it drops down and tries to escape, but. It can't pull back because it is currently grappled by you and your helmet as you sink and twist the blade as it tries to pull itself free. It gets stuck on the carapace and cannot. Hi, you dumb fucking bug. Are you technically bugs? Yeah. You know, I was thinking they're that. Ar- they're arachnids, technically. Which... Gross. So they're technically not bugs, I guess, but... They aren't they are insects. They, they're an act. They're something. They're Again, um, we're, I slash we are not scorpion experts, but it is flailing oh, wildly no. and trying to break free of of your grasp, but you're keeping it pinned down onto the ground. So the next attack against this... So actually, any attacks against this scorpion have advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that the end of your turn? Yes. Fortunately, it is the giant scorpion's turn, so it's going to try and break free. <laughs> Oh, dang. Which oh, it does. Ah, yeah. so fucking upsetting. But as it breaks, oh, go ahead and roll another d4 for me. Okay. You got too cocky. It's three. Uh, plus two, so that's five. Right, well, I think, all right, all right. So the total, the, 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 the raw d4 roll was two, it's though, right? Three. three. It was a three. All right. So it just kind of and hisses as it breaks free, and you can see part of its carapace comes with you as it breaks off. Bastard man. All right. Lena, I believe, is just going to chuck some Eldritch Blasts. Dude, it's a solid choice, you know? Yeah. Especially when you get... can do, like, you know, so much damage. Well, you have nifty, nifty, uh, invocations. Invocations. I do. I have one that gives me a lot of extra damage for each of those Eldritch Blasts, so... I... my one just gives me a plus two. My charisma's 15. (laughs) Well... Excellent damage on the first one, even without the natural 20, as she just lights up and you can see it's like a black fire and you can swear that you hear the sound of ravens cawing as she throws the Eldritch Blast and it strikes this giant scorpion to the north and she moves closer, closing distance as she's running, throws it, and engulfs the scorpion. And as it does, it kind of lets out this high-pitched hiss that just 
rises in pitch and some of you have to kind of turn away from it but as it does it drops and the tail goes limp and that giant scorpion is no more <laughs> Nim and Allery took a big chunk of that bitch that is true so it is Dune who I believe is going to be Allery you're going to take control of Dune yes okay. so anything you see for Allery is actually Dune First of all, we're doing this bitch, uh, which gives Dune advantage on this next attack with their short bow, as long as they don't move. Um, so they're going to short bow the boy closest to them. Okay, also, I... that that secondary echo is back. So I don't I don't oh. think it was L, but the secondary one. Is it gone? Uh. I think you were both talking L at the same time, so. L is, is lighting up. Yeah, but my thing has been lighting up the whole time. Is it gone now, Essie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, okay. I moved my mic because I got frustrated with my mouse. Uh, and it <laughs> came back. So I guess I just need to keep my mic closer. Um, anyways, a 25 to hit. Yes. Uh, which one? Uh, the one closest to Dune. Down here? Okay. Yep, that hits. Uh -huh. Definitely hits. That's All six right. piercing damage, plus sneak attack, because it is engaged. It is. So your tabaxi just kind of runs <laughs> up and <laughs> lets a bow fly for ten piercing Oof. as it strikes the, kind of in the shoulder carapace. You hear it <laughs> as it kind of its claw kind of just falls to the ground as it's trying to pick it back up and recover. <laughs> Alright, and I do believe that is the it for Dune. Okay. Dune can't move because they use their bonus action. Thing. But they're safe. Alright. I will Hella not get is... my fiance's cat boy killed. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Hella's gonna get closer oh. and just as she does, as she's maneuvering closer, she takes the mounted crossbow from the back of the chair and, and clicks it into position. As you can see, all of the, um, the wooden um, sort of Forget what it's called. You know, like the um, there, there's a there's a term for a type of a device that it's like lattice work. Like there are certain gates, like when a gate folds up. Oh, there's, there's a name know. for that, isn't there? But it's it's that type of it's that type of device when it comes up and over and then folds back. That's sort of accordion lattice work. Uh, but she's able to and just it, kind of yeah, and it kind of clicks as you deploy it either way. So into position. And she's gonna fire. Oof. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's gonna miss. Oh no. Yeah. All it's that a for a trip. miss, but just. <laughs> this kind of clumsy bolt just. As the scorpion is kind of thrashing about trying to figure out what hit it in the shoulder, Dune's arrow. And the heavy bolt just. And slams into the wall behind her. She just. Uh, Nim, Don't you're up again. Okay. Um, Nim is going to kind of come back over here. And I'm going to take a shot at this boy with uh, my cross light crossbow. The one in the middle? Yeah. Okay. If I can. Sure. 
that's only a Yeah, so as you put the light crossbow over your shoulder, over your forearm, <laughs> the bolt just goes way wide up above it. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. And then I'm gonna uh, go ahead and move again. <laughs> Don't come hang out with Valerie. <laughs> I, I, I ain't messing with Scorpion. No, no. All no. right. That's okay. okay. That's all I do. All right, Valerie. Actually, oh. I do. I do. Oh, I was gonna say I do. Go, Valerie. You got this with a wink, and you have Bardic Inspiration. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um. I have to declare I'm using Bardic Inspiration before I do it? That's... that's DM Inspiration. So for Bardic Inspiration, you can oh. you can use your Bardic after you roll, but before you know the result of the roll. Before I know if it hits or not. Right, correct, yes. Okay, I was like, I if I click it, I'll know. Uh, okay, so... I won't use it on that one. Okay. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm hitting the one closest to me again, which is um, this boy here who's okay. not engaged with anyone. Um, and then my second one. Holding on to that Bardic Inspiration, I guess. Okay. Are you, are you <laughs> oh, that, attacking? That Bardic Inspiration is a D8, by the way. Okay, cool. Are you attacking the one, the same one both times? Yes. Alright, so as you... Okay, so as you put both you ignite both of your Eldritch Blasts and throw them across the field. They kind of, again, both converge like missiles and slam into the center of this giant scorpion, igniting in a blaze, and you can hear that sort of, that really ear-piercing hiss and high-pitched screech as it begins to burn, and your otherworldly fire just engulfs it, and you can smell just rotting, burning scorpion as it falls to the ground, limp, with a slight thud. Nice. Allery does, you know, whenever you um, like kill a scorpion or a spider, and it does the thing, and it looks, and like you kind of have that shiver moment. Allery does that. It was, yeah, it kind of it curls up, but its appendages are kind of digging into the dirt and the. Imagine being right next to that. <laughs> Allery's like, I got touch of those things. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. it for Allery's turn. Okay, try. Alright, well, Trey with his, uh, charged lightning, I mean, thunder axe, is gonna take a swing to the only one standing. Natural twirl! Nice! Hell yes! Um, I just wanna say, I wanna own this action, Divine Smite, I wanna make sure this bitch stays dead. Okay. Uh, so, 40... So Divine and Thunderous? Yeah, if I'm allowed to own that. Yeah, yeah, a natural 20 okay. is when you wanna use your smite, so... Okay, so for the this is gonna be interesting. Damage. Your axe starts to spark <laughs> with this black electricity as you bring the blade down and slam right into the head of the scorpion. A seven on slashing damage. Okay. And then the vine smite is two d eight. And also thunderous smite. Uh, that is. 15 radiant. Okay. And, and are you are you doubling your damage for your 
Smites? I haven't... Oh, no. So, so when you get a natural 20, you can double damage on everything. Every oh, okay. die roll. Okay, yes, so... Yes, every dice roll. Uh, 14 slashing. Hold on. Let me write it, because it's easier. 14 slashing. And I just rolled fruity and radiant. Okay. And then... It needs to do a DC 13 uh, strength save, but I'm pretty sure I killed it. Okay. How do you want to do this? <laughs> oh, I want to, like, swing my axe in a way that it will, like, cut off the stinger, and as I bring it down, it will also cut off the head, if that makes sense, because I'm beside it. Okay, so you want to you wanna cut off the stinger or the head? Both. Like, as I bring it down, it cuts off, like, both. Okay, so... And one swing. Alright, so... Yeah, because scorpion tails are usually, like, right over their head. Like, yes. So, it's it's just a little short, so here's how I'm gonna flavor this. Okay. <laughs> so you bring the axe down on its head, trying to kind of get the right angle, and as you slam into it, and let out this pulse that em that sort of presents itself in the form of this sort of orb, this kind of black orb that for a second before time seems to kind of stop and you can see this orb of energy kind of gathering in the center of this scorpion that has this kind of black lightning around it. And as you slice down, you hear a thud and again, this kind of weird sensation as time itself seems to stop just for a millisecond before this black orb forms at the center of the scorpion. And as you're all sucked back into the moment, there's this giant explosion and this the sound of this giant tolling bell as the scorpion just explodes and sort of yellowish greenish guts just explode over everywhere and the tail comes flying off up and over your head and lands just by Hela part of the claw like a small piece of the claw just uh, flies over by Dune, and everything else is just shattered and is this fine goop. Reese, Trey, and Hela are all covered in scorpion guts, and there's this ring, this as the explosion just vibrates and rings out through the valley, and as you're all covered in yellowish black scorpion guts. I just look at Trey like, Thanks, and then I do like the dog thing where you just shake. And push it off in you. Wink, and then cause precipitation on her to like clean them. Okay, I was gonna say there was a, there was another secondary echo there for a while, but it's gone now. So I don't know what happened yeah. there. It's weird. Yeah, it is I weird. A lot of damage. <laughs> That's a lot you of damage. A lot of damage. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. <laughs> I need a nat 20 more often, I swear. Uh, Alright. That wasn't even yeah. what Hunter's mark. Lovely. Also, technically, its corpse would have been flung. Well, I mean, it technically <laughs> was flung everywhere, if you think about it. It has <laughs> nowhere to go. You hit it, and it, so... Right. Yeah, it's, and it, it went, exploded. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that there were a couple of legs that impacted on the back, uh... On the back side of this sort of rock face, got <laughs> like maybe like yeah, and like a piece of its carapace just splattered off the wall there. But oh my god, can we see what's in their dens? I really want to know. Sure. 
Oh, yeah. We are frozen. Uh, we have our cams are frozen. Whoops. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted to oh, see no, if there was a way to extract some of this poison they have in their stingers. Okay. Cams should be good now. So go ahead and make Trey make a survival check. Who was investigating inside of the of the caves? Thirteen. Okay. Yeah, you're able to from one of them. You're able to get probably just about I would say three quarters of a vial of scorpion venom. What are you going to put it in? Do you have a vial, like a glass vial of some kind? Uh, I do not. I have a wood skin. <laughs> no. No. You can you just put it directly onto your blade. True. How long does it last on the blade? <laughs> can I do a medicine check to see how lost it would like, how long it would last, or how much damage it would do? Make a nature check. Nature. Ah, uh, fuck. It's only a plus one. Four. No idea, unfortunately. Fuck. <laughs> I had the plus five in medicine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, it makes sense. It just sucks for me. Yeah. Um. Does anyone have like a bottle or something? Well, that's about. You can only get enough to either coat your blade or put it into into a vial. Yeah, do both. I'll coat my blade. Okay. Alright, so you are now coated in... Make a reminder, let me know that your blade is coated in scorpion venom. Giant scorpion venom. Okay. Alright, so the rest of you, uh, who is investigating the cave itself? Me! Okay, go ahead. Also, make... you know what I just remembered I have? Anti-venom. So, I don't know that that's necessarily important. But I if you get accidentally poisoned, I have anti-venom. <laughs> I have a built-in anti-venom. Okay, well, I have actual anti-venom, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have a magic version of it. <laughs> so, what was the... What's the role for investigation? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> that is gonna be a... 15. Okay. So, searching the scorpion dens, you find several old corpses. Humanoid corpses. Corpses potentially of adventurers who had come this way and fell victim to the scorpions, as well as some what appear to be various different creatures of the jungle. Monkeys, (laughs) smaller dinosaurs, birds that had landed or, or things like buzzards, that sort of thing. Things that they would be able to sneak up on and, and poison. But there are, are a lot of different creatures that have been stuffed into their into their dens here. Let's see, let me go back to... And okay. what, was, what was the total roll again? 15. Okay, roll a d20 for me. That's going to be a 19. 
You find, I think, collectively searching the bodies, a total of everything that could have possibly been used has been damaged, decayed, or spoiled. But there are a few coins scattered amongst them. 21 gold coins, uh, 17 silver, and 30 copper. Oh, hell yes. Um, can you repeat that again? 21 gold? 21 gold, 17 silver, 31 copper. And this is going through the three different caves and just finding maybe the remnants of old, dirty, filthy coins and figuring out what they are. Uh, all you... of the other, there are short swords and, and, and uh, you know, broken blades and rusty blades and old bows and that sort of thing amongst the adventurers that have been kind of dragged and strewn out across most of this valley, actually, but most of this little area by their caves, but everything is damaged beyond use, with the exception of the dirty coins. Essie? Yes. Are we, is everyone doing all these investigatings and all these things a long enough amount of time for Allery to have a short rest? You can take a short rest here. Um, but it is, uh, the sun is setting, it is almost, it is almost time to discuss setting up a camp. Are the scorpions edible? Yes, sir, I will check. Allery, do you ask that out loud? Because Allery would stop you. 19. You can probably, if you cook them, if you cook some of the legs properly, you can probably get some some meat out of them oh my god they're like land lobsters yeah oh my god <laughs> they are Look, land lobsters even if even if it's horrible i can purify it and then just use present visitation to make it taste good fine Allery's gonna wanna... stare at you trey for a minute and go oh we could eat our rations my friend yes but if we can get more rations Surely it's not going to be a bad thing. I'd rather hunt a, a big dinosaur than eat this. I don't know that I necessarily want to eat scorpion. Especially since it's been strewn all over me. I think I'm good with scorpion. Well, obviously not that one. There's two other pl- There's two good ones to take. Nimwood, out of range of Elena, say, I'd rather eat Daria. And she says, <laughs> Rip. I'd Sort of, I sort of resent that insinuation, but also I don't think you can eat. Uh, she's a magical procompsignatus. She's not an actual. She'll rather eat Daria. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a no on scorpion meat. No, absolutely not. I don't think it really qualifies as meat. I would like to go out of my way and still get some scorpion meat to try and make All some right. kind of rational jerky out of it. Jerky, no. Rations, no. They're good for one night. But you're able to recover two scorpion legs and a part of a claw that you can use to, to cook. Yeah, I'm as making far as scorpion meat. Uh, okay. I <laughs> all right. I was, Are you all but... remaining here? Are you continuing on? As Trey walks over and he has two scorpion legs um, and, and his arms as well as his claw and he's just kind of gathered up his spoils. So, what about soup, huh? Uh, I will literally murder you. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to burp at that time, but like, that actually works out. If Reese says that, Trey's just gonna point at the splattered remains of the thing and just be like, try me. Dude, you know how capable I am, okay? <laughs> 
Did did you not see what I done there? Do I look like I'm intimidated, little boy? <laughs> Me, full three and shorter than you. <laughs> and then somewhere in the background of the scene is Dune stretching and is like six inches taller than Trey. Just like mm, his full cat length. Yeah. <laughs> Long cat. But, Long but Reese, cat. Reese is like the least intimidated by Trey, I think. I think Reese literally physically could not be intimidated by Trey. <laughs> okay. I've won too many strength saves. Strength checks against you, so I don't know. Wait, you have? Yeah, dude. We keep okay. having like strength save like show offs, and I keep winning. No, but I'm going shit further than you, so I win. Oh, okay, just because you keep getting die. killed doesn't mean anything. I'm the one that's doing a lot of damage on them, first of all. So. The points back at the splatter. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> We'll measure the size of your swords later. Can we go to rest for the night? Trey's just gonna look at Allery. He's like, I have an axe. I have Allery, a blade. So mine is my definition you. longer. <laughs> Who failed the con save earlier, by the way? Uh, Dune and Allery definitely did. And them? Dune's dead. So, the three of you at the end of this battle in the blazing heat, covered in scorpion guts, and still, you have this moment no, of no, realization we were where- We enough away, we were not covered in scorpion guts. There is no way the scorpion guts could cut on us. Those of you who are not covered in scorpion guts, and we're still fighting, <laughs> this wave, you can feel, you realize that the sun is still beating down, even as it the hour grows late and it gets close to early evening. Everyone that failed earlier takes a point of exhaustion. Oof. Wow. Rory, you rolled bad on the weather. <laughs> How do I take a point of exhaustion? You said. Yes. Well, so the good thing—the good thing about and also, uh, Gabe, you didn't fail. You rolled a twenty. Remember? I know I didn't. I was saying oof okay, to everyone. Point else of exhaustion here. So it's just disadvantage on ability checks. Okay. So Dune oh, and Nim. It's just yeah, Allery, all of the all of the ones who don't have good constitution modifiers, in fact. Fair so enough. Allery, Nim, and Dune. So, so the My thing about the thing about having weather where it's not raining is that the temperature can sometimes skyrocket, and when it does, if you have if you do roll combat, the alternative, however, is that tropical storm that you keep evading. The last time you had one. On wood was in Port Yanzaro, and I did knock on wood, so but that is like you're done for the day type of thing. So, and you're very close to resting, so it yeah. has there's advantages and disadvantages to different types of weather in the peninsula of Chult. So, Allery is gonna go back as uh. With all of this now information, Allery is trying to get them to move because Allery is cranky and ready for bed, like the old oh, man Nim's, he Nim's is. With Allery, Nim's with Allery there. Allery yeah. is Meanwhile, like, Reese and Trey are just go. bickering like old ladies. We need to go. I am sleepy. Let's just sleep Let's here. Go. I Let's can give you a piggyback ride to camp. 
I that will take you up on that offer. Get on, babe. <laughs> Nim, doesn't Nim have tiny oh. Yes. So we you could literally we, just cast it here in the open. We could, but there's no cover if something if there's like a storm or anything like that. So yeah. with with your point of exhaustion, you're not going to get any more points of exhaustion. You can push through to just before midnight to get a little bit closer. That would bring you to mm-hmm. Orlunga at the end of the day or towards mid-afternoon, closer to mid-afternoon, early evening, like around five the next day. Through. Yeah. And I'm carrying yeah. Allery on my back now. <laughs> I can carry Nim. Can I carry Nim? Yes. Nim wants to ride on your shoulders. Okay. okay, you can hold on to head. you can hold on to like the big horns that are on the helmet. <laughs> make a ge- you're exhausted, so make a general constitution check to see how long you can keep that up. I'm not exhausted. No, neither of us oh, are right, exhausted. I'm sorry. We're carrying I'm, exhausted yes. people, but we're not yeah. exhausted. All right, so so just make a general con check then. Okay. Both of us? Nope. Just oh, who are you carrying, Reese? I'm carrying Allery. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. I rolled still twelve. Hot. Okay. I, I rolled an eight. Presentation. You got a what? Yeah. I rolled an eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, oh wait, a general con save because I have a plus six con. Con so. check. General con check. Oh, do I have a plus? Yeah. So so whatever your whatever your modifier whatever your regular Three. modifier to Constitution would be. Three. So eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 21. Okay, yeah. So, so I can just carry Allery forever. Yeah, so you're just, you and Allery are having a grand old time. You're just, even in the heat, you're just trudging through. Trey's starting to get, vegetating yeah. the wind. Okay, so Trey, I thought you were exhausted, but you're not. But even then, you're getting a little a little tired and you're just, you're, you're, you have heavy armor on. And as you're trudging through, you're just really sweating and kind of looking back at Nim a couple of times and you're, you're starting to work. You can only go for about maybe a mile before you have to, mile and a half, before you have to put him down. That's Uh, a lot in heavy armor. Reese, you are a Reese, you're a strong barbarian. You have no problem. You're just kind of flexing on everyone else right now, carrying Allery. She's also unarmored. I would like to remind everyone she doesn't wear armor. Yeah, but I I am wearing heavy plate armor. Okay, fuck. You can't. You can't degrade my lesbian aura, okay? <laughs> my lesbian aura. Watch me. No. <laughs> Don't, we have really... equal... Don't we have equal strength? No, I think your strength is one higher than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep winning on our fucking strength concept. Yeah, because I'm wrong with my ass. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. So- as you push through the jungle into a clearing. I'm going to have... So, Allery's having a grand old time. Yeah, that's good enough. Alright. So you're able to find the clearing, and it's a little bit the, the terrain is a little bit uncomfortable there is it, it's a clearing where it's kind of like you head back into the jungle for about 20 minutes before it opens back up into another open patch of wasteland and as it does you find a spot kind of right next to the tree line 
where you're able to set up camp kind of like half in the trees. If you want to set up kind of a little bit hidden, you can. But the whole yeah, terrain think... is just a little bit uncomfortable, so it's relatively safe, but just because of the nature of the heat and, and, and the discomfort and everything, it's you can hear the sounds of running water a little bit further to the south, too. So anyone that makes a trek um, during the camp can actually refill all of the all of your water because you would all have to consume two gallons today so you'd have to refill but again it has to be purified i can literally ritual cost that so i can purify whatever the fuck whenever yeah um, uh trey do you want to come with me to the water and refill yeah. all of our waters trey's just gonna stand up and be like all right water skins give me pass them over just give yeah. me all of them i've got some water skins and we're going <laughs> The two buckets. Like, any, anything to forge for food tonight? Bring it back. Okay. Uh, we can go hunting while we're out. Do you think? Well, Trey is gonna make scorpion <laughs> soup apparently. So. Let's do some other stuff. I don't know. You just I'm just have a ration. Look, okay. Nim's gonna consume a ration. Ra ration. You're missing out. Let's I'm hunt. Taste I'm like gonna. Can I hunt? <laughs> We can hunt together, but let's fill up the water skins and bring them back first. Okay. Good idea. Because water is heavy. Like, well, I'll hunt for something that isn't scorpion. <laughs> okay. So oh, hell. I need both of you to make standard survival checks for me. Thank you. We'll say, I'm going to have you make it. Not one. I feel like Nim and Allery are just like sitting. <laughs> I got a natural sword. All right, I got so, a natural one. <laughs> so, Reese, you have to basically hold Trey's hand. Trey is is very distracted as you Bro. are just simply trying to find the river. Actually, you look back at one point and Trey is actually moving in the opposite direction as you are. Oh distracted God, are you by... distracted with my dick bigger than yours? <laughs> <laughs> distracted by who knows what. Why do we let those two go off together and do this stuff? Allery is out on the ground like this. <laughs> I literally just dropped Allery in the middle of the fucking ground and Allery has not moved. <laughs> That's awesome. They're back Aller and they're just like folded over their bag in their lap. <laughs> Alright, let's just right. fill this up so we can get some actual food. I'm like Trey, what are you doing, baby? <laughs> no water. So you got. You actually have to grab his hand at one point and say, "No, the water is this way." I'm like, oh, oh, you're gonna oh. walk on a off of a cliff. Come on. <laughs> um. So there uh, are right. There are five Why water skins. I'm oh, sorry, seven water skins, including Hella and Elena. So you will need to. Yeah. You have enough to purify all of them. It's a ritual. Oh, ritual. Okay, yes, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Take about an hour. Trey, or so. why are you so distracted today? Um. <clears throat> uh. I'm not. I'm doing great. Three. But we gotta wait. Then you're doing great. You literally were walking things. completely yeah, out of everywhere. I think. Don't they have to be within range of it? 
for them no. to be able to move in and out of it. You're the only one who can't leave it. I think you can cast it, and as long as you determine who's allowed to enter and leave at will, they could do that. You're kind of the gatekeeper of the dome once you put the dome up. It kind of bends to your rules. Okay. Within within the text, of course. Well, it says creatures and objects within the dome when you cast this spell can move through it freely. Yes. Oh. Yeah. All other um, creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. But so you I can you can come in and out if it's if you're in it when you cast it you can go in and out. Yeah, so, but I, I have to wait for them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, you're able to use uh, otherwise, your. They'd be barred. They'd be barred from passing through it if they're not inside the mm -hmm. dome when I cast it. So I'm going to I'm gonna just rule that you can choose people that you know that can pass through it freely. I'm gonna set a precedent for that as a homebrew rule. As a homebrew rule. It also only right lasts for eight hours. Yes, so. it's, a, it's an eight hour thing. Like okay. if I cast it, I'm going to sleep. It <laughs> might not last for all of y'all's long rest, but I'm gonna get some sleep. That's fine. We don't need to do watches. Reese is very. Yeah, now we don't need to do watches. I'm I'm what? You're very easily able to use your crocodile halberd to skewer a very large trout from the river. And what Trey, you watch as she pulls it up and there is a rather large flopping trout on the spear. And you kind of like, give hey, Trey a little Do you know how to skin a fish? <laughs> no, but Allery does please bring it back to Allery. I know Allery. how to skin a fish. I know how to scale a fish. Would 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 that be survival medicine? Survival, survival. I think, right? Survival. Then no, I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm not proficient in survival. But literally, I grew up on the docks. I know everything about boats and fish. I. Valerie's a trained up, cook. I grew don't up ask me in why. the mountains, so I don't. So I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like Trey. Let me teach you how to scale a fish. It's really simple. <laughs> All right, but let me fill the waters first. Okay, okay. So you all take the time to fill the water skins and with your fish on the end of your halberd. Eventually, after filling the water skins, you're able to make your way back to camp. Nim is sitting up the dome. And you also, I believe everyone can everyone can fit kind of snugly inside the dome without the tents. But you're able to kind of... Radius sphere. It's a 10-foot radius sphere, so it's 20 feet diameter. Does it have a specific amount of occupants? It does not, uh, but... Up to nine. Okay. Up to thought... nine creatures of medium size. Or I think smaller. that's all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So right. now that we don't have Salida? True. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. I'm teaching, I'm, I'm teating Trey how to... Uh, Scale of fish. <laughs> yes, you're officially back at camp now. Everyone is, Nim is putting up the, I'm, preparing to put up the dome. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start ritually casting Tiny Hut in a way that it's kind of against the trees and it's somewhat colored to match the surroundings Perfect. in a semi-camouflage way. Okay. So it's kind um, of like, um, sort of a an off-white as far as the as far as the, the the tree bark on these tropical trees as they meet the the edge of this sort of patch of wasteland and some green on it as well so it 
it's pretty pretty camouflaged. You're able to, to sync it up pretty well. Um, the rest of you get back to camp, and there is still a cooking fire that's been set up so you can actually cook whatever you want to cook, okay. as well as the, the bar with uh, whatever pots and pans you want to use as well. All right. So I'm going to teach Trey how to use scale a fish and prepare it and cook okay. it because i figure allery is pretty exhausted so i'll be like i'll cook tonight but oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and so i'll cook and i'll show trey how to do it because life experience allery is gonna grab your arm with a very fero- like a ferocity and look you dead in the eye and say if he puts any of the fucking scorpion in my food i will not eat it <laughs> don't worry i won't <laughs> I'm going to throw the scorpion things into the fire. In the fire? Yeah, just in the fire. Are you going to just like abandon them completely or are you going to try and cook yeah. them? No, okay. just abandon it. Okay. And then look at Allery, see, just be like, see, nothing to worry about. <laughs> I trust you, big buddy. I trust you. As soon as Allery turns around, I try and grab a leg from the fire. And kick your arm no, I went like, got to like... Uh, on fire! <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a worthy effort. <laughs> Alright. Do I need to roll something for... No, you can just, I mean, with, with your background and experience, you can very easily show Trey how to skin a fish. Check it out! Because of your background specifically, you just kind of masterfully watch as Reese just starts masterfully just picking apart this fish and skinning it expertly within a matter of less than a minute. Well, while yeah, we're doing that, I'm going to try very subtly cause presentation to make the fish smell rotten for like a few seconds. I'm going to kick your ass. So, so <laughs> Reese, make, a, make an insight check. <laughs> right, you, you, you can make a deception if you want. Guess what I rolled? Guess what I rolled? What'd you roll? If you rolled a 20. I rolled a 20. Alright, so you immediately you you kind of see Trey, he's kind of like kind of just waving, and there's this bit of magic coming from his fingers. He's like and you see it, and then the fish starts to break your wrist. (laughs) Bro, I will literally break your wrist. (laughs) Like stop right now. That's awesome. So I just feel like fine, and then like I intensify the smell of fish. I'm I'm just gonna punch you in the head. <laughs> I'm wearing my helmet. Oh! When when them getting done ritually casting tiny hut, mm-hmm. they are unrolling their bedroll, turning the like the light inside the dome to dark, and passing out. All right, nice. You, you don't want any food? You will need to eat something. I had rations. Oh, rations. Okay, you're good. You're good. I, had, I already ate rations. If Reese is going to punch Trey... I will I take would... some water, though. Can I have my water, please? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would have punched up the water. Yeah, we, we got so back and we gave up. It's, it's going to take about an hour if you'd originally cast, unless you want to do Nims first, which would take 10 minutes. Okay, yeah. All right. So, Since so, Nims I thought, we, I thought we did that already when we were in the woods. Oh right, yeah, we filled it in. Yeah, I thought I thought they were all ritually 
Yeah, we were like in the woods for like an hour. So in in situation, okay, yeah, I'll say if you were if you were walking and doing it, if you were consciously making an effort as you were walking and talking to, that's why he rolled in that one to cast yeah. your. <laughs> That's, um, that actually makes sense. You were very distracted with pure, well, with, with thinking about that. But that was that was actually on the way to the river. So I would say after between preparing. Yeah, I would say you could probably it's only like a 10 minute walk, 15 minute walk to the river. So I could probably say you can get Nims done first and then you would have to spend another 45 minutes or so just doing everyone else's. Alright, I, I just want to say that if Reese goes to punch Trey, I want to cost armor of Agathus on myself. <laughs> what does that do? What does it do? You take five points of cold damage. So, so, so it right, doesn't. I'm gonna roll an unarmed attack right now. Oh, so you bastard. don't you don't have to roll. All I'm gonna say is you just kind of you just kind of punch Trey in the helmet, and as you do, your fist gets cold, and it starts to burn. You have to shake it off as you see these icicles start forming around your your finger. And Trey, you've got your bell rung a little bit as as she just kind of clocks you in the in the helmet and. <laughs> But that's your yeah. So your your I'm bell good. your bell is rung a little bit, and yeah. your hand is burning with cold. <laughs> I love our dumb rival, but also like <laughs> we love each other, but we're also like I will fight you at any given moment. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so with the dome, uh, after Nim sets it up, you see them just kind of, and they are out, <laughs> out cold, snoring very adorably. <laughs> Alright, after I flush the man again, I finish um, cooking the fish and <laughs> give some out to everyone else. Okay. Yeah, I passed out everyone's uh, waters and stuff. Alright. I hope this fish is up to your standards, Allery. Allery, it like takes it from you with like, a very sleepy smile. It's like, I love it. Immediately start scarfing it down. It's probably still burning hot. Like sears his taste buds. Doesn't even care. And then it's also gonna go and take it. Yeah. Go sleep. Wait, yeah. as Allery is as Allery is eating, gonna like approach them and be like, I snuck in that scorpion. I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> Damn it. Allery mid bite is gonna look Trey dead in the eyes and say, "I, um, I love you, uh, but I know when you're lying." Keep going. Right. Is anyone taking a watch outside the hut or um, inside the hut? I'll take a watch. I feel like it. I feel like it makes sense to still take a watch. I feel like Reese and Trey probably. Have- do that because they're paranoid motherfuckers, but Allery will not take a watch. Allery's not taking a watch. Sleeping. Alright, so Reese, you just Hey, I made a hut. It's really cool. I'm not taking a watch. So Reese, you stay up for the yeah, you stay up for the first three hours or so before eventually sleep kind of comes to me as you're nodding off. Alright, so you and you and Reese are stay up for an extra an extra couple hours or so. So one of you roll perception for me at advantage, or both of you roll. Up to y'all. The good thing is, mm-hmm. in the inside, you can see out perfectly fine. It's transparent. Okay. Yes. Or as when we learned in, inside, in CR, around. unless there's no snow one, covering the dome. No one is yeah. going to believe me because it's super fucking dumb. But I just rolled a third natural 20 in a row. 
God fucking, I, like I rolled a 17. I rolled a 17. Oh, Great is it on the bone die? No, it's the gay dice. Really? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> as you're as you're spending some time with with Trey in the dome and, and being quiet as quiet as you can, kind of whispering, I'm assuming whispering aggressively to each other, teasing each <laughs> other. Reese, you kind of gaze out into the the expanse of wasteland before you, this patch of wasteland before you can see that again, it's kind of like just this circular patch of a couple of miles and that the tree line kind of encircles around this large isolated patch of wasteland, uh, sort of this wasteland is kind of creeping into the jungle and about a hundred or so feet from the camp, you can see a figure in the darkness as the moon is approaching a full moon. There's just a figure. Self can't get in. In the shadows. They have a cloak that just appears to be a ragged cloak that just appears to be billowing in the wind. It appears to be a feminine figure. And they're just watching. Does it look like it could be our frost giant friend? They are about five. He's supposed to meet us, right? They're about yeah. They're less than six feet tall. They're about five, 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 seven. Not the frost giant at all. Definitely not her. I'm like, Trey, do you see that person? Do I? Since Reese pointed her out? Not at first, but after after a minute or so, you, you kind of, and it kind of takes you by surprise, and you can see this figure in the distance, just standing there, watching. <clears throat> Any way to is it too solid like, from her point? She's them? not watching y'all back. She's just looking at the dome. If she's looking in the direction, <laughs> like um, mm, that's a pretty sexy dome. I don't know. Trey, Trey's just gonna kind of nudge Reese and be like, white dome there. Wake them up if anything happens, and he's just gonna straight up walk towards her. You're leaving the dome. Yeah. King? As you leave no the dome, can come through the dome. dome. I'm like, no way, I'm coming with you. No spells or magical no, effects can no. enter the dome. Stay in case I'm sneakier than you. I'm sneakier than you and I have and I can take more damage. I'm not sneaking. I'm not sneaking. I'm going to sneak up there. And no. I can take way more damage if something happens. Fucking idiot, stay. On this. I'm gonna no. just go fucking sneak ahead. I'm gonna sprint. <laughs> As as soon as you're done with this little, as soon as you're done with this little tiff, the second that y'all put your eyes back into the horizon and leave the dome, the figure is gone. What, bitch? I'm still gonna go look. <laughs> I want to go see if there's any uh, tracks. Okay. Yeah. Y'all have fun outside the dome. We're all safe in here. I wanted to I go have, ahead and make. I need a perception check and a survival I mean, check. I'm asleep. This is just from both of us. From whoever wants to do it, are you okay? I I need someone to to make a perception check and someone to make a survival check. If I can make survival because I'm proficient and I know you're not. Okay. Okay. Other perception. And nineteen for perception. Okay. Um. Twenty-one for survival. Okay. As you are Trey, as you walk out into the center of or uh, approach about a few about a hundred feet from the dome. You're looking all around in every direction and you see nothing. It's just 
cool, calm air. Now that it's late evening and closer to midnight, the air is much cooler and y'all have stopped sweating. Anything in the sky? There are stars and almost a full moon. Approaching a full moon. You find just there's a bit of sand that just blows in the wind, but there don't appear to be any tracks of any kind. There's no footprints. No footprints? Does it look like anything's like any of like the brush is disturbed or like With your survival? No. Nothing appears to be disturbed. Just a bit of sand that blows in the wind. I need to start randomly hunters marking people just in case this shit happens. <laughs> so I can track them. Um well. Uh so no tracks, nothing in the sky. What the fuck? Do you think we're just like sleep deprived? I don't know when the hags did say they weren't gonna fuck with us, so Yeah. yeah. Someone's interested in us. Either that or we're just hallucinating. Are we? <laughs> I'm gonna Ooh. I'm gonna put my like try reach like two fingers to Reese's forehead and then use lay on hands and be like, are you Does she have a fever? Uh make a me- make a medicine check. Why would I have a fever? <laughs> I sleep you can hallucinate from sleep deprivation. Uh, medicine is a plus five. Uh, Fourteen. <laughs> Doesn't have a fever. Doesn't appear to be ill. Both of you saw the same thing, though, so. Yo, do you think this is that kind of thing when, like, people get super close, so they have, like, the same kind of dream, but, like, instead it's, like, hallucination? Does this mean we're, like, siblings now? Oh my god, I think we're blood brothers. <laughs> oh my god. Gonna like give a high five. I'm like, oh my god, I fucking cut my hand and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go, motherfucker. Nice. <laughs> blood blood, five. blood five. five. I love it. We're officially blood brothers. We need a roll for blood blood transmitted diseases. We're fine. I'm immune to diseases. He's immune to diseases. That's and my con is incredible. <laughs> And if if Reese happened to get one, I could just heal her really easily. Yeah. So, are you all making your way back to the dome after you blood five? Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Blood five. (laughs) I'm gonna have to draw that later. From from like the, should have probably asked how we could still still see her. She wasn't like hostile or anything. Yeah. She was just standing there. Can we look around to see, like, do like a perimeter check, basically? That would be included in the rolls that you already that you already rolled, and just kind of taking okay. a, taking a few extra minutes to to search to the the west, the east, a little bit further into the center of the this patch of wasteland, back into the into the the wooded area of the jungle hmm. that you're in. Taking Which side was she on so. again? Was she like in the woods or like towards the wasteland? Closer like... to the center of the wasteland. So you ran from the edge of the woods into the center of the wasteland, about 120 feet from the dome, and that's where she was standing. But she had vanished before you left the dome. When you were having a little argument with each other and you 
As soon as you exited the zone, uh, that the zone, the dome, she had disappeared. Huh. This might be stupid, but I'm still gonna try. Just divine sense to see if it was some kind of. Oh yeah, and I can do my magic. Thing. I can do my magic awareness thing. <laughs> Maybe it's either a spirit or invisibility. Yeah. I mean, We're gonna wake up in the morning. These two are gonna be <laughs> still gonna be out there. Wild-eyed, still stood outside of the dome, like cat throwing magic into the air, <laughs> exhausted, like. <laughs> Like, what are you guys doing? The meme of the okay, guy with the we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, like, you're gonna, all, all you're gonna hear from us is just, we blood brothers. <laughs> so, but, with divine sense, you sense nothing in the, within, I think, 30 or 60 feet of divine sense, whatever the range is. 60. Within 60 feet, you don't sense anything. What and, about with magic awareness, like any spells or anything going on within 60 feet? Just the faintest residual of some type of faint magic that has faded. Uh-uh. But nothing active. And then it disappears. Can I tell what it was? It's just, just a little faint, almost like a little faint spider sense type of thing. Oh, I know which school of magic it came from. So it's not active. I was just I was giving you a little bit extra flavor. Oh. Yeah. So it's not it's not an active so you know what I mean? It's it's you could tell that there was some that whatever was out here was more than likely magical, but it's not okay. currently active. So you wouldn't pick anything up, but except for knowing that some kind there of was magic was, yes. I think that's kind of like, yeah, just flavoring it a little bit. Okay. Um, this okay, might so be... Something there that was magical, but I can't tell what it was. Yeah. Did you pick this up anything? This might be it's like Not active, so that's the good thing. That's what you're able to tell. Not currently yeah. active. Um, not active. I'm just gonna be like, pick up nothing in undead or celestial, but might be reaching. Did like the the residual thing? <clears throat> Does it feel similar anyway to the Ghoul Queen? Who's the blessing I have? To the Raven Queen? Uh, no, the other one, the Queen of Ghouls. Oh right, yes. Um, so that that is just in your weapon. That's okay. that, is, that is a weapon blessing. So mm -hmm. I think you're asking the wrong question. Oh, okay. No, I was just asking because when I got that blessing, there was that kind of windy yeah. magic shit. So I was asking if it was something similar to that. Make an arcana check, actually, now that you've described it in a little bit more detail. Dirty 20. Similar, yes. You're getting some sort of similar vibes. Just as, as you're connecting the dots in your head and thinking, thinking back to that extra planner experience you had in Vecna's Flying Fortress, some of the same energies and some of the same, the way that things make themselves known seems vaguely familiar to you. And you, you feel a sense of calm from within you, being out here and, and thinking about all this, given your connection to your deities. Mm -hmm. And you feel a sense of approval and calm. Well, just gonna turn to Reese and be like, something feels similar, probably something to do with dead people. I don't know. I'm, yeah. But. Do you think it was like an undead? Although I guess you don't. It's, it's not undead unless it got out of reach really quickly. Then again, it is probably nothing. Didn't seem hostile and 
have a pretty good feeling about her, so it's like, we should just go to bed, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll be fine. Definitely. What could go wrong? I guess we do have uh, Nim's Dome. Yeah. Holy shit, are we allowed back in? And Trey's just yes. gonna like, yes, you're allowed oh, back in. Trey doesn't, Trey doesn't know that. Yeah, Trey's we don't gonna know run full like, sprint. Right. Trey's gonna like run full sprint and like go to as if he's gonna like knock and he's just gonna fall forward. <laughs> okay. Reese probably will fall on top of you. Like, make a dexterity like, saving throw for me. Like, it's like an inch behind you and like trips over your feet as you fall. <laughs> I like the idea of you two landing on or near enough Allery wakes up and it should just rise from the dead level like <laughs> I rolled an 18 but I purposely okay. wanted to drop yeah uh, so I can so, roll a dexterity so you know, you're, I you're okay a three, so <laughs> can I just crash into Trey yeah sure <laughs> as, as Trey stops short you're, you, you kind of crash into Trey Trey falls forward but all, very gracefully Trey is able to just kind of slam into his shoulders and you kind of like Stumble on top of each other. Nim moves a little bit, and Allery just kind of opens one eye, and you can see that it's just Reese on top of Trey, and you're just however you want to react to that. Allery will open the eye, probably still half asleep. We'll try to tell them, get to bed, you two. <laughs> probably sounds more like mm. <laughs> <laughs> group dad. I yeah. just, I just kind of go shh. shh. And cause presentation to make like the dome smell like lavender and shit to like make sure they stay asleep. Nice. <laughs> and then like, and then like push myself up to like, kind of like knock Reese off my back. I fully flop onto the ground. <laughs> All right. Fucking idiots. I feel like we're just kind of tired right now, where it's like giggly. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so. As sleep takes all of you for the evening, Trey, you have a wonderful Ooh. night's sleep. Yeah, you feel comfortable, calm, and at ease. You dream of... You have pretty normal dreams. Good memories, friends, family, chimeras, friends that you travel with. It's calm and... All things considered, in the situations that you've been in, wonderful night's sleep. The rest of you, it's <clears throat> slightly restless, and some of you may have an occasional dream that startles you and makes you wake up vague and undefined. But while Trey is sleeping peacefully with a smile on his face, the rest of you are a bit restless, a bit, a bit restless through the evening. Yes, dude. Round is slightly <laughs> uncomfortable and. Occasionally you'll get a rock or a root in your back, but you're all successfully able to complete a long rest for the evening. That's where we're going to take a 10-minute break.
Oh, hey, Absolute 20. Thank you all so much again for joining us again. That's incredible. We love you all so much at Absolute 25. Thank you. When morning comes, you are all greeted by what appears to be relatively fair weather, at least at first. Someone go ahead and roll a d20 for the weather for me. I'll do that. Okay. I thought you were banned from rolling. 18. <laughs> we're going to die from heat stroke. <laughs> Lovely. We're going to have a tropical storm, baby. <laughs> so the weather is warm. Not actually as warm as the day before. Oh, thank fuck. It is still hot <laughs> being in the middle of the jungle. But a little bit closer to the mountains, there's just that very faint cool breeze, that hint of a cool breeze that blows in from the mountains in the morning. Occasionally you'll catch you'll catch that cool breeze as you're setting up and preparing for the day and it feels very nice. In the meantime, as you're all preparing to pack up and start your journey again, Reese and Trey, you have this tense moment of looking at each other, knowing that rivalry is flaring up again, but you're all able to begin and set underway with Hella. You're and... blood brothers now, and no yes, one else you're officially, knows it. You're officially blood brothers. Oh, once Trey like wakes up, he's just gonna just turn around and be like, "So there was someone watching us last night, but she was totally cool." Yeah, but, like there's something to keep in mind. Like also dipped pretty immediately. So when we noticed, so Hella well, raised an eyebrow, and Elena says. What did she look like? Uh, ragged cloak. Very silhouette, but ragged cloak. Maybe five feet tall, or like less than six feet, some higher than five feet, which is the range. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you're describing about oh. half of Faerun. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had the billowing cloak, and she disappeared within seconds. Yeah. Was no. It a cloak of or was it the wind? Well, the cloak was billowing. Whether it was a cloak of billowing, I don't know. Yeah. Could have been the wind. It was a little windy. I don't know. Um, Sorry, but a PTSD um, from a cloak of billowing with what happened to me. Uh, right. Understandable. But she. But also, it seems like some kind of magical creature. I picked up some like magic residue kind of situation. Could have been the hag uh, in a different form. Yeah, but the hag said not that she wasn't going to bother us. Because we immediately. Oh, no, I mean, the green right? hag that we, the one whose hut we burned down. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not. Well, I, don't I can't really. I can't really explain it, but I just know it's not her because. You know how DD things work. Sure. It felt at ease. Hmm. I don't know okay. how comforting that is knowing my deities, but. Not very. Yeah. We all had wrestling. Does Elena know who I follow? <laughs> I think I think you've mentioned some things about the shadow before, at least. Right, right. Which, as you know, Fair. is in a thing, powering a thing. <laughs> yeah, technically not even from this universe, mm -hmm. but yeah. <laughs> right. Well, considering where you were on the flying fortress, the intergalactic <laughs> flying fortress, having something from another world inside of that type of situation sounds reasonable enough considering that you know that type of a craft can traverse galaxies should, so, so. should i check in with that lovely <laughs> frost giantess 
Oh my god. If Nim. you would like, you can certainly do that. If you would like and I you have the capability throw, to do I so. I throw my fucking water cask at Nim. I'm like, Nim, you're thirsty. <laughs> you will need to consume slightly it... over one, uh, about a gallon and maybe a quarter of a gallon today. It's warm. Is acrobatics, FYI. acrobatics to try and catch Reese's water jug and take a sip out of it? No, we, can just, we, can just, we can just say you're able to just catch it and take a sip out of it. Oh yeah, I... I, I, I Catch it, take a sip, and now I am doing sending. <laughs> do you throw it back? Just, do you throw it back? Oh yeah, I throw it back. Yeah, so I you... look at it, I'm like, oh, you backwash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catches it very dramatically, takes a sip, tosses it back. Were so the water skins we filled enough water, basically? I'm going to say also you were three water filled. skins, by the way. You, you were able to refill all of your water skins. Okay. The night before. So I'm going to say... And then purifying them. Hey, I'm going to say, hey there, it's Nim. We're not too far from Orlunga. I was just going to check in and see where you were. It was so hot yesterday. I could have you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was counting on my fingers underneath the table. So as you are approaching closer and closer, you can start to see now the ziggurat and the pyramid before you in the distance. And being able to see it as you approach and get closer and closer. Did I not get a response from message? Or from sending? As you can see it and you get closer and closer, after about five minutes, you get a response. But it's muffled, garbled even. Sounds like static. And it's just behind the ziggurat. Mm. Approaching carefully. My... And that's it. It would make sense that a, a wizard holed up in an area would probably have some weird magic around him. I want everyone to go ahead and make. Well, actually, with your passive perceptions, everyone notices that as Nim is kind of, you see Nim kind of trying to figure out what is happening with the sending spell, and as you do, you kind of have a moment of realization where it's a pretty comfortable day, unusually comfortable. Hmm. Um, I just wanted to say that. Uh, Trey is going to be consciously looking out for, like, anything that could even remotely remotely be linked to the lady from last night. Okay, make a perception check. Okay. Whatever before. <laughs> no traces of anything similar. Okay. So who's going to assist with the survival check? Who's going to assist Hello? Unless someone wants to make it on their own. They can. I mean, I've just been doing it. Chilling with Hella. Oh. Okay. What is your bonus to survival? Uh, I have a plus four to survival. I have a plus five. You can do it, by all means. No, no, no. The funny thing is that Allery's probably been watching you do this and is like... 
Okay, so are you giving? I'm not proficient, but I have a plus three. Okay, uh, Hella, your guide, who you had hired, uh, because she's a guide, has a plus ten. Of course. <laughs> Holy shit! So, she should. Would you? Yeah. So would you like to continue on course and give Hella advantage, or do you want to do you want to do your own roll? And she can give you advantage. Uh, it's up to you. No, I'll give I'll give Hella advantage. <laughs> if, if anyone does decide they want to branch off and take the helm for a little bit as far as navigating closer, the ziggurat's right in front of you. It's just to make sure you don't step in quicksand or something. That's a natural 20. An option? Fucking <laughs> quicksand. And that's why we give Hella the advantage. <laughs> yeah. A 30? Hella sees it all. Because of that plus 10? Yeah. With a natural yeah. 20? That's 30? So by by midday, you're able to expertly. Hella is on a roll, and the temperature is perfect. <laughs> Literally, like she's she's able to. She's just she's on able a roll. to. Yeah. Um, well, no, she, she's able to to navigate expertly and quickly, finding the quickest routes, and able to find a spot where you can fjord the river. And with the ruins on the chair, she's able to activate the levitate again and get across the river at just the the shallowest part. And all of you are able to to fjord it, and she finds the perfect crossing. It's only knee uh knee deep at this specific crossing so she finds the ideal spot and gets you there by midday so you have just an easy day of travel and she is avoiding she avoids a, a, a large patch of quicksand pointing it out to you as you're traveling and just you know she has her head on a swivel and she's constantly on the lookout for anything on tour that might be approaching and navigating you in kind of a weaving pattern around certain things, kind of unspoken, but very expertly guiding you to the base of Orolunga. And as you make excellent time, the temperature now feels like it's high 60s, as far as Fahrenheit. That's pretty, that's that's like a spring temperature, Gabe. That's so good. It's perfect. It's like oh, that, a cool spring so nice. morning. 68. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is they, my favorite. This is my favorite part of all of our sessions. Uh, yeah, Gabe doing weather conversions. Yeah. <laughs> weather yeah. and, yeah, and like distance conversions is always the crap. You Americans are just weird. These weird <laughs> things. Okay, it's 20 degrees. <laughs> it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm. I think Just, I'm good though. <laughs> yeah, I know. L, are you okay? You dropped in and out like five times. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was I know. weird lag. Can I? Uh, okay. Oh, oh no. A little oh, no. too wonderful weather of a day. Yeah. Can um. Does it feel like was there any kind of shift from like the weather from when we started from when we got closer? It was very subtle. Feel the subtle, yeah. subtle barometric pressure shift. No. Uh, <laughs> welcome, there... welcome to D and D five e where the player characters ask you questions about barometric pressure. I love it. I love it. Are there any runes or something along the like base? Make a perception check. Perception. I suck at that. Oh, 20. 30. We're, 30. In right. We're gonna come back to that. 
Okay. Because as you approach the base of the ziggurat, in what feels like this beautiful spring day, this perfect weather and a cool breeze gently flowing from the mountains uh, down into the valley, kind of refreshing you. You see, sitting on a stump, legs crossed, at the base of the pyramid, a woman. Is it the woman that they saw last night? Yeah, does it look familiar? With your perception check. What did you get again? I got, I got like a... What did I get? That's a great question. Oh, are I you got, talking about last night? Yeah, last night. I got like uh, a 22, no. I think. What did you get a, what, what did you get on your perception check as you approached this ziggurat? When you asked oh, about 20. runes. 20, okay. Dirty 20. So, two things. One, you do not see any runes or any markings on this pyramid. The shape of this woman sitting down with your dirty 20 appears to be similar in size and height and shape to the figure you saw outside of the dome. But as you approach, she says to you, and she kind of speaks loudly for all of you to hear, did you feel that drop in temperature too? Strange, walnut. strange magic is at work in this cigarette. I don't come here often. I see why. I'm surprised you got this close without walking through the frosted woods. Without... Which direction did you hail? Well, I came from the east. Interesting. I stopped by your camp in the middle of the night last night to... But curious to see a magical dome in the center of the wilderness. It's a nice trick, though, to use that kind of magic. I must give you credit. Where credit is due, of course. Nice trick on vanishing as well. Thank you. You pick up a few tricks of the trade here and there. Can I uh, do divine sense? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I want to see if I, if she pings anything. As you ch as you specifically channel the energy, you feel something you've never felt before. Hmm. You don't. Your divine sense seems to doesn't seem to be working. As intended. But you do feel an overwhelming sense of eagerness, of desire for interaction from a familiar feeling from both your deity and the individual that you had met that was utilizing your deity to power their to power their fortress. That type of scenario, that power you felt when you were in the Flying Fortress, that power you felt when you were face-to-face -face with the shadow, that sense of intensity is overwhelming you. And you hear in your mind, in your mind alone, this, what kind of translates to overwhelming affirmation and of just the sense of yes. A sense of familiarity. Not that this person is, is, any of, the, any of the entities that you had interacted with, but your entities seem to be reacting extremely, overwhelmingly positively towards this entity, especially when you cast Divine Sense. Can Allery kind of keep up a, a insight check 
I just kind of want to read the conversation to see if I understand maybe um sure yeah I don't I know they haven't said enough to like for me to be like are they lying to us I just kind of want to start the kind of thing where I'm like Valerie's gonna keep a close eye on this person Dre's gonna extend a hand for a handshake it was like uh and like uh who hand out oh she's pretty do you guys think I should do the magical awareness thingy on her? Sure. You could. If you wanted to. Uh, I want to see if I uh, spot any kind of holy symbols on her. Okay, so for your fit, we'll start with the insight check. For your 15 okay. on insight, you see Trey kind of... And Trey, would you mind moving your token a little closer? It's hella kind of just uh, to the side yeah. out of your way and kind of giving you... And as you as you walk by, she says, Are you always distrusting? Uh No. <laughs> and alright, as you approach just a little bit closer. Your inside check, Trey is very, very eager. And she has a the woman has a bit of a, a devious nature about her, but there's something deeper within Trey seems to be immediately drawn to her. Having a broader sense of galactic awareness, <laughs> I should say, that may or may not be concerning to you. Trey does not appear to be acting any differently. Just whatever he's doing is, is he's doing on his own. Uh, and what was the, the magical awareness question? With uh, yeah, I guess I'll use it. It's just magic stuff or within 60 feet around me, which could actually be good. Which would include holy symbols, right? Only yes, if they're would. magical in nature, right? If they're magical, yeah. Aren't holy symbols magical in nature? If they are magical objects or spells or creatures. Hey, can you can you link that, by the way? I mean, so I think to answer your question, Gabe, um, I don't think a holy symbol, oh, or magic item. like a like if somebody is wearing a cross on their neck, that's not that wouldn't have been like a holy symbol for that. It would be something more like you know a priest set mm-hmm. of like stuff would be considered like magical. Right. Kind of put it in perspective. Gotcha. So she doesn't appear to have anything magical on her she appears to be mm-hmm. some kind of a magic user again that faint kind of tinge of magic also since is there anything like within 60 feet of me that's like innately magical or anything since like might as well we're in like a magicalish place right as you kind of turn your gaze in front of you you kind of have a moment where you your eyes dilate and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Because you're specifically, because you're opening your mind to the awareness. I'm not particularly wise. Let's see here. (laughs) Wisdom save? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well. Sorry, what was it? 12? Oh, 12. Okay. So as you open your mind to the magic around you, 
you look up at the pyramid and you see that the pyramid is engulfed in this glowing blue light, this aura that just it pulsates off of it. And the blue slowly shifts into a hundred different colors and all of the colors start to swirl and your pupils dilate and the world around you just begins to to blend and shift as the pyramid almost projects in like projects an image of itself several hundred images of itself the sky is shimmering with hexagonal patterns that just blend in flash and every space within a mile is completely coated in this in these patterns these geometric patterns and shapes that are flashing a hundred different colors and the rest of you watch as Reese just kind of starts kind of her eyes roll in the back Tripping. of her head and she just starts swaying Reese literally is just fucking ripping, ripping on acid right now like Valerie is going to take out their dagger and just give Reese a little like grab Reese's hands like sorry buddy alright so at that you could have just bonked her with the hilt you didn't need to slice her hand you you feel something you feel something at the edge of your consciousness and you slowly start to drift back as these patterns turn back to normal sky and the pyramid itself just continues to glow with a faint light blue, almost shimmering like glitter. And as you have this moment, you're pulled back into your consciousness and you just, your eyes return to normal once more and you're back in reality. And well, the that colors... Well, that was fucked up. <laughs> the, this is the most powerful magic you've ever felt in your life. Great. <laughs> you, you okay there, buddy? Try get away from the thing. Are, are you okay? I'm fine. Sorry, I hurt your hand there. Valerie's gonna kind of close your fist. The rest of you. I did. You did what? I like looked at my <laughs> hand and I'm like, huh? <laughs> Just wipes the blood off my pants. Like, okay. Hands with my friend. Guys, we have a tiny friend. Ellery, we have a what? There is there is something uh, there is something uh, tugging at your pant leg. Oh no! Are you? Ellery's gonna look down at it. It just looks up and. Is it okay? It how small is, is it, Essie? Small. It's about this big. Is but it doing the up motion? It's about to go. It's waving, and it has. Oh. In its hand, it has an orange orchid flower. Or an orange uh, hibiscus? Yeah, it's an orange hibiscus flower in its hand. Valerie and it just waves like, up at you. Severe paternal instincts just kick in and like squats down, kind of puts his hands here and is like, hey, little buddy. What, what's, you got a flower there? It just what's tilts, up? it tilts his head and looks up and just kind of gets up on its tippy toes and does a little, does a little quick dance in a circle. Do you want me to follow you? It just turns back and kind of tilts and takes the flower Allery, and holds it up and turns back Allery's and looks towards use, the stairs. Allery's gonna use the little his uh, Trey, stupid... get away from there. Do you want me to follow you? Allery's gonna use his mind 
thingy because he doesn't need to share a language with a creature. It just needs to be able to speak a language for him to uh, speak telepathically with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, this one. Okay. And it's going to in the head say, um, what's going on? Who are you? And what do you want? I'm going to share this for everyone on the stream too. Oh, Nature spirits! Oh, they're so cute. You just oh hear goodness. giggling. Oh. <laughs> and other than the giggling, no response. And it just starts to skip towards the direction of the pyramid. And you can see that about 10 feet up, there are these thick vines, these thick thorny vines that just start to wrap around and squeeze the center of the stairs. And there is about 20 feet of thick, overgrown thorn vines and thorn bushes that have overgrown the central portion of the stairs. And this creature looks back up at Valindra and Trey, doesn't say anything, just kind of, and then turns back towards the stairs and yeah, kind of awkwardly, kind of backing away like they're a little bit spooked by the two of them, but runs to the stairs. Mm-hmm. Oops. There we go. And starts My, skipping up the stairs. It stops about like... 10 feet up, turns and holds up the flower and waves and then turns back and starts skipping up the pyramid steps. And as it does, the th- these thorn bushes begin to separate. But as soon as it makes progress inside of or a little bit further up, the vines and the thorn bushes close once more. Allery puts his hands on his hips and he turns around and he's like, Oh my god, that thing was so cute! Oh. You're not wrong. Oh my god. I made me want to skip. At the fucking baby figure right now, bro. Oh, okay. This woman says, like, baby figure? Like, Aspect, Aspect, Allery is gonna step up to Hella and say, So, you wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? I've got no fucking idea what about. Two thirds of the stuff in this God's Forsaken Jungle are, especially little spirit creatures like that. I try to do my best to just stick to a path and get you from point A to point B. All this other nature shit is a little bit beyond my pay grade, if you ask me. I love her. Queen. Allery loves this This kid. It's like, you're all right, Hella. Me still hella interested in this other bitch. Trey. Yes. Melendra leans in and says, This magic is interesting, but. I think I might have something for you for when you return. I have no interest in whatever's at the top of this pyramid and the magic that dwells within. Fascinating as it is, it's not my type of not my type of wheelhouse, so to speak. However, once you return, I have something very interesting to show you. No. He's just gonna raise an eyebrow and like Care to give a hint? How goes your quest for vengeance? 
distance. Uh, you kind of see his face sour, and he's gonna kind of clench his fists. Is like uh, preoccupied with other shit, but I'm working on it. And he's just like starting to crackle his like knuckles, all of them. You and I share a common interest, and so do your companions, because they're with you. I can get you something I think you will find very, very interesting. But I think that in order for our goals to align, your journey and your mission here must continue. But in the meantime, we should talk more once you return. The magic atop this pyramid is not for me, so to speak. I try not to mess with certain things, make a mess of certain things, I should say, and oh, this type of strong magic. I'd prefer not to put myself, put myself out there, so to speak, to nature spirits if I don't have to, but where our interests are similar in some ways, they slightly differ in others, but the most important thing is that I have something for you, a gift. And again, I think it's a gift you will very much appreciate. He's just gonna, like, start smiling and be like, Then what is it that you like to throw yourself to and mess, mess with, since you don't like nature? I think you know. Entertain me. Like I said, she kind of just points at you, I think you know. Is there any is there any holy symbols? Are there nope. is there like a ring on her? Um trying to think there's, what there's some there. jewelry, but none of it appears to have any symbolism about it. Right. Uh mm, is she human? She appears to be half elven, half elvish. Alright. He's just gonna smile and be like um, well then, how can I find you if you're not here once you return? I'll be here waiting. Again, I would prefer to avoid encounters with ancient nature spirits if I can. Again, not not my area of expertise or comfort level. I'll save that to the seasoned adventurers who need to find ancient artifacts hidden in the jungle. In Lost Cities. The dead are a lot easier to deal with. That's Indeed. one thing I know. Well, and that's our... Our goals do align. But again, I would just prefer not to... Not to dabble in ancient nature magics, if I can help it. Fair enough. Teach their own. And besides, I need to... Prepare your gift for when you return. Well, definitely piqued an, an interest. That same sensation you were feeling, that overwhelming sense of, yes, it's continuing. <laughs> is, it, is it continuing in the sense of, affirmation. yes, affirmation. listen to her, or yes, continue talking to her? Just affirmation of basically everything she's saying. Like an affirmation of, an affirmation of passive insight as to 
her intentions seeming to align with yours and as far as her being friendly. All right. See you soon then. And he's just gonna turn back to the rest of the party and like, like the, cause his eyes are like black sclera with like the red. The red just kind of dulls and it's getting a bit darker thinking about like the whole vengeance thing. It's like, what are we waiting for? Very good. The magic gets a little bit thicker once you begin to ascend the ziggurat. Once you two, I will begin preparing your gift for you. Is my is my insight picking up on anything here? Is it just... You're 15? Yeah. She genuinely, honestly seems friendly. I don't believe you. <laughs> Sorry. She seems so fucking sus. I don't, I don't like her. She offered tree vengeance. He's no gonna bitch. take it. <laughs> I trust no bitch except for um, maybe frost giant sisters. Um, from the like way the little spirit thing interacted with the vines, do we get the sense that if we harm the plants or anything, that we're gonna anger the spirits? Difficult I mean, probably. Do you want to risk it? <laughs> Make Did you say hard to tell? Difficult to tell. Make an arcana check. See if maybe you read something about ancient nature nope. spirits. I rolled a free. Okay, I'm... no idea. <laughs> then you have no idea then, unfortunately. I'm just gonna go in and slash. I'm going in and just try slash, like, carve my way through. Okay. Let's No! No! So you get about 10 feet up the steps, where the vines begin to grow, despite Reese's protestations. And as you do, you begin to hack and slash. And the second that you cut, more vines come to replace those that have been cut. The harder you cut, the more intensely the vines regrow. Eldritch Blast doesn't actually do fire damage. Do I have any fire? I don't have any fire. I'm like, Allery, try that some intensely magic stuff right now. Mm. Allery's gonna call to train. It's like, Hey, buddy, you're not going to get far. Do you want us to come help you, or do you want to do it on your own? Help. Okay, then come back here, because we're probably going to need Dune and some other people to look at this. Uh, Alright, just give me one. I just want to try something. Or is it, like, thingy enough that someone could try climb over the vines? You could try. I want to certainly try. Ritually, I want to start ritually causing Unseen Servants. Okay. To see if, like, it's possible to get over it. Alright. You begin casting Unseen Servant, and you, you see Trey kind of, his eyes go white for a moment, and this kind of very subtle steam just emanates from his eyes, and as he does, moving his hands about and conjuring the Unseen Servant, you yourself can just see the faint outline of the Unseen Servant, just enough to notice its presence. The rest of you see nothing. But as you do, the Unseen Servant just... And floats and begins to float towards the steps and moving from left to right. And the second that it gets within 10 feet, it dissipates <sighs> completely. As in, the magic was like dispelled. Mm -hmm. uh, I went across Eldritch Blast, not towards like. Basically, like, you see where there's, like, the wall kind of thing? I want to, like, see if it dissipates as it crosses a threshold. Okay. Basically. So you cast Eldritch Blast. 
and throw it towards the pyramid. And as it approaches the wall, it strikes the wall, but the fire just smoothly spreads across the wall and dissipates. He's just gonna look back and be like, I, I got nothing. Alright, come back here. I just said that there's some intensely insane magic here. It's probably the most powerful magic that any of us have ever come across. Uh, I... Hey, um... Beyond deities. Nim, where did our frost giantess say she was entering from? Did she say she was here? Maybe? What do you mean, maybe? It was... it... Oh, there's another spirit thingy. It was kind of, a. Uh... she was really cutting in and out. Um, it... mm. um, I uh, seem like the... She might be here somewhere, there's a good chance, uh, but... Uh, yeah. It seems like the ziggurat has some kind of magic dampening. Which I think that might be what she was trying to say, but it it, it was it was hard. The, the same twinga is at the bottom of the steps, and with just, its red hibiscus flower. It still has the the hibiscus flower, and it just puts its head down, as if frustrated. Allery's gonna telepathically communicate with oh. it again and say. I'm sorry, little buddy. We don't know how to get through the vines. We need to go past while he's going past it. You hear it giggling, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, it holds up. I... It holds up the hibiscus flower. <gasps> Take the hibiscus. Take it. It's uh, like a actually, Allery's gonna look and see if there's any other hibiscus flowers around here. Make a nature or survival check. Your choice. It starts. It starts I to skip back nature. up the steps. And the vines part for it once more before closing very quickly. I should do these more often. 21. Okay, yeah, you're able to find, with your check, you're able to find uh, in the first 10 minutes or so, three orange hibiscus flowers spread out around the pyramid. Allery is going to take one, give the other two to train, say, hold these for a second, and then approach the vines. Okay. We should hold on. Don't go one at a time. We should have like. I'm going to see if it works. Nim looks like right behind Allery. Like, hmm. I'm going to say we stand. Sneak behind. Okay. Hold hands. Yeah, if Allery sees Nim walking up, it's like, all right, we'll hold my hands. Hopefully that helps it. Right. So as you hold hands, you (laughs) make your way up the steps. Go ahead and move your tokens one square at a time, please. Oh no. So this is where the vines start, and they part for you. <sighs> Go ahead and move your tokens. And they grow thick around Nim. As soon as Nim enters the space, they start to close around them. Get out, think- get out, get out. Yeah, Allery's going to stop where they are and say, and do you think we should see if we can get maybe one more person in? Or- right, well, right now, the vines are slowly kind of just wrapping around Nim. Step, oh, step, actually, like, encompassing Nim? Yes. Can Get I push back. Nim? Yep. You push. I want to shove Nim. What okay. if it's like a whole you, the elevator type thing? Do you allow yourself to be shoved backwards? We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, there we go. go. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I allow myself to be shoved, sure. All right, so mm-hmm. kind of seeing it coming and, and bracing yourself, you you shove yourself back and you kind of stumble a little bit, um, but you're able to kind of regain your footings. And as you do, very quickly, the vines just part and let go of you and allow you to move backwards. You get, a, you get a few minor scratches, but it seems as if they went out of their way to allow you to descend. Allery is going to... Can Allery's going to try to start descending. The vines still part for you. All right. Once Allery gets all the way down, Allery is going to nod at the weird lady and look back at the rest of them and say, All right. That didn't work. All right. I have an idea. How many flowers are there? There's only three? There's only three flowers. If you need to probably find more hibiscus flowers. Hold on. We can try something. This is why I don't bother with ancient nature magics. Too much of a pain in the arse. This might work. I'm gonna approach. No, you have two flowers. Get me. Okay, wait, hold on. No, you're gonna be the test dummy again. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you be the test dummy? You can take a hit. What? What's the meme about about puzzles and riddles for first graders? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Okay. 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 Calm down. Calm down. (laughs) I'm gonna pass one of the flowers to Nim and then give the other one to Allery and be and then tell Nim approach the vines instead of walking past them, stay like where they open. Allery is gonna walk back to Reese and show the flower stories and say, "Do you think you can help me find some more of these?" <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> it it, it I, might be it might be one of those like hold the elevator type things, you know. Right, Hella says, all right, this is real fucking strange, but I'll take a look myself. Thank and you. Yeah, I, I'm going to take a look for more flowers. Can, can, we, can we try the hold the elevator thing? Yeah, you two are welcome to do whatever you're experimenting you want. We're going to look for more flowers. Nim, open the thing. It's not picking up again, Rory. I think you're too far away from whatever's. It's in my ear! Ah! That's weird. All right. Well, I rolled a 23 for survival. Okay. To find flowers. All right. Yeah. Between uh, Hella returns with three and you also return with three. So after about Mm -hmm. another hour, uh, a little bit less, you all take the time to just disperse and recollect yourselves. And Melinda says once again, and she just kind of laughs. Like I said, this is why I don't bother with this type of magic. But eventually, after about an hour, you all return and regroup, maybe closer to 45 minutes, and you have uh, nine, a total of nine hibiscus flowers, one for each of you. Wait, I need to know if the hold the elevator thing works. What's the hold the elevator thing? So basically, Nim basically approaches with the hibiscus flowers so the vines part, Mm -hmm. but instead of walking past, they like stay where the vines are growing so that me so that I, the person without the flower, can try walk past to see if it closes. Okay. So as Nim, you're able to, as you step a little bit to the side, the vines almost part for you and leave an open space. And as Trey, as soon as you step into that space, the vines arc over and around you and start to surround Trey. Trey. <laughs> Uh, I pushed Trey back. Okay, push oh, <laughs> the way that I was pushed. All right, so <laughs> almost stumble a little bit, but you're you're going to stop yourself on some of the steps. All right, never mind. That didn't work. 
Allery's gonna hand Trey a flower. I was like, all right, here you go, buddy. Thanks. He, he's just ego bruised. Uh, I tried. Listen, puzzles aren't... It. Fuck you. <laughs> puzzles um, aren't my strong suit. Since I know Dune is gonna want to know about the ziggurat itself. Um, but I don't know where the thing is for... Oh, the historical knowledge. Okay. When you enter a ruin or dungeon, you can correctly ascertain its original purpose and determine its builders, whether those were dwarves, elves, humans, Yonti, or some other unknown race, or uh, some other known race. Mm -hmm. In addition, you can determine the monetary value, blah, blah. So, uh, what is the historical knowledge that Dune would be able to ascertain looking at the outside of this place? This appears to be ancient, extremely ancient architecture built by the ancient citizens of Chult by the ancient denizens of Omu. It appears to be very much in line with every bit of architecture that Dune has read about when it comes to the lost city of Omu and its people. It appears to be potentially even older than that with a lot of mysterious sort of markings in the architecture being slightly potentially older than the people of Omu themselves. Okay, you all saw me do it. I did Dune's due okay. diligence. <laughs> yes. Dune, well, no will continue walking. Dune probably yabbers about that for a bit. Um, yeah. Allery would um is gonna try to like get a little bit ahead and is actively looking for more of those little spirit sprites. Okay. The like the little the little ones that had the hibiscus flower originally. All right. Ella's gonna put one in the side of her ear and she's kind of, you can see her working with the runes on the side of the, uh, the armrest and they just kind of and the magical uh, devices, uh, the foci on the side of each of the wheels just and they have this faint magic about them. Like I'm genuinely curious, curious to see how far I can push <laughs> push this thing. Let it's, us know uh, if you need to stop it for any route. Right. Let's give it a shot and see how far we can get. <laughs> can can I stand behind the wheelchair in case the magic that keeps it, you know, floating and stuff, uh, gives out? I'd better learn on me on, but uh... just just in case, so you don't feel uh... bad. It's gonna be a mess if you. You do. know, I I prefer you not, but make make a persuasion check. Oh, I got a plus five on that. 20. 30, 20. Alright, you know I'm not that kind of a person, but if you insist on holding up the rear, I'm pretty sure this thing can handle anything. It should just be a little test of the technology, right? Besides, there are... Right. I have me own safeguards anyway, but if you insist... It, it's there is no disrespect or me questioning your abilities. It is literally because I saw my own magic get dispelled and, you know, just unwanted risks. Great. Hopefully whatever this hibiscus flower does will keep us steady. 
Allery, as they're walking, is weaving the hibiscus flower into their oh. ponytail. So it's just a big bloom right at the top of their ponytail. Nella Nim, has Nim. it in her ear. And Nim, she Nim, she Nim, second time grade. Like, goes in the tits. There's a flower sticking up through the cleavage. Yeah. Shit, where the fuck does Drake put it? He's you gonna, have long hair. No, no he's gonna... He's gonna yeah, I, I have a helmet on. Trey's just gonna take off the helmet, shove the flower in the helmet, and put it back on. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. It's fine. Oh my god. Alright. So Ella's got like, her oh, hair and I'm attacking Trey because it's out of sight. <laughs> Elena just kind of tucks hers into her armor. Also, as we're like walking up, is Valindra doing anything? You know, as you're having this discussion, she'd be like, No, I don't bite if any of you want to stay here and have a conversation. At least not very hard. And You're welcome to come with us. We have some extra flowers. No, I'm quite all right, thank you. The self-control that I needed to have to not say something Gabe would say. God. Yeah, I know. I was like... My brain was like, I'd much rather you bite. But like, Trey would say that. I love that. Can I, can I look out for more of the little spirit boys? I want to find that little spirit boy with his red hibiscus to show that I understood. So as you all start making your way up, the magic of the combat chair specifically does not seem to be affected with the hibiscus flower. As she's making her way up as well, and for all of you, all of you with a hibiscus flower, it just begins to part. <laughs> I want an Eldritch Blast in the air just to make sure. Okay, you Eldritch Blast in the air. It just flies up right. to the top of the pyramid, but as it gets about 40 or 50 feet up, it just dissipates and fizzles out in the air. Is it because of my magic around? Hella says, all right, on second thought, probably a good thing to have a little bit of a safety net. What, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> in that case, thank you kindly. I appreciate you, uh, <laughs> Keeping a no keeping a watch behind, so to speak. You've kept Grace us alive so being far. Very wary and respectful, like more than usual. Trey doesn't <laughs> give like... a fuck about this temple. <laughs> Hello, right. are you still here, little one? So you look around, and you can see just kind of towards the top of the steps, a little bit higher. It just kind of pops out of the uh, some of the brush and just kind of jumps up and down and waves before it spins around and kind of just poofs into this kind of greenish-black um, sort of sparkly mist. Just Does it drop its little hibiscus flower? Nope, that comes with it. Oh, okay. You do see like a hibiscus flower kind of floating before it also kind of does the same thing with... Oh, me making friends with the NPCs. I so, this it, is it's where only the, because the, of how Essie described it as being small and giggling like a child would have instantly made <laughs> Allery be like, "Yes, parent mode activate." Child's <laughs> <laughs> <Allery laughs> <Lord>. baby. <laughs> Trey's just like baby? a child. Ill kick it. <laughs> That's why you're in the back. <laughs> you're in the back. Oh my god, Rory, the flower in your fucking boobs right now. Did nobody notice me? I noticed. I noticed. I laughed very. My cleavage. 
I didn't notice. I wasn't looking at the Discord. <laughs> I see. Am I good to move up the steps? Yes. Yeah. The the vines have all basically completely parted. Not that far. Oh, okay. Move me where as far as I would be able to get. <laughs> okay. Right. Cool. As you get about thirty feet up from the base of the pyramid, the vines still moving. You notice that you're at the second level now. You can see that the pyramid is in fact tiered. And as you reach the second level, about 30 feet up from the ground. Why is Allery in the lead? I must have Dune right beside me. The stone is crumbling. Him. The stone is... Uh, uh, well, actually, uh, I forgot to read the block text. <laughs> so oh, okay, I will, good, good. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to that uh, for a second. A massive brick and stone ziggurat... A massive, a massive brick and stone ziggurat rises from the jungle. Two staircases angle up and across the front face. One from the right, the other from the left, to meet at a landing on the second level, 30 feet above your heads. The layout repeats on the second level and the third level, but with each successive layer adding less height than the one below it. The fourth level, 60 feet above the jungle floor, is an enclosed shrine or temple. Its walls adorned with labyrinthine symbols. So there are symbols, but they're on the top, uh, on the temple. The jungle encroaches right up to and onto this ancient structure, i.e. the vines. The first flights of steps are choked with creepers, tree roots, and flowering vines. It might have been surrounded by a city long ago, but the jungle is so dense that it would take hours of searching to find buried foundations and tumbled stones in the surrounding area. Some of that has been altered for this specific map, but this is a free map, so... The second steps. The stones are crumbling from age and decay. The first, After the first few steps, you notice that the stone begins to crumble into gravel beneath your feet, stopping you from making any more progress further up, as, again, the stone turns to gravel as you step. I'm going to have Dune... Man, I hate puzzles. An eye for detail. Um, so, spot a hidden creature or object, or to make an intelligence check to uncover or decipher clues. So, I would like him to be able to try to investigate to see if there's any clue as to what is supposed to be happening here. Okay. So, make either a perception check or an inv uh, an investigation check. Your choice. Holy shit! Dune has a plus 10 to investigation. What? What, what, the, what the fuck are any of us doing investigating things? Well, I really haven't been investigating anything, so... I rolled a natural one. Uh, I oh. get back to a natural one. Lovely. A natural one, though, that's still an 11, which is I insane. Know. As you're taking Dune, the by the way. As you're taking the time to <clears throat> to look around and look for anything, nothing seems to catch your eye other than the second level being gravel. So let's see if I can get if there's a gray one. So, a gray one? A gray box. Is it climbable? Oh. Gravel. You can try. Um... Before you try, Allery's going to turn back to, after saying Dune, investigate, and not really come up with anything, Allery's going to look back to uh, Reese and say, Hey, Reese, uh, do you sense anything happening here? Is this just real old? 
Or is there something more going uh, on here? Do I get a sense of anything like that? From your magic awareness? Yeah. No. From just... me mildly tripping. <laughs> just from just what you've already felt. Uh no, it's just I think it's just super old, but I mean it might be magical in nature as well. I can't really get much it's very muddy, if that makes um, any sense. Mm. Ooh, thank you for the follow, Lacienda. I, as Nim, would like to take out the pendant of Joaquin that I have and just kind of toss it into the gravel area. Okay. Gonna to bring up stream happens. elements in the background real quick. So what did that do again? Joaquin. Oh, I don't know. I'm just throwing something to see if something happens when something's unseen. I have I have unseen servants. Yeah, but magic doesn't work. Yeah, the magic doesn't work to surpass the trap or the test. We have to figure out what the trick is. And I'm kind one of wondering if maybe it has to do with the way that the little the little sprite thing kept spinning. To be quite honest with you, but I'm trying to think if there's a way. Oh, you I mean, just yeah. Dance. Oh, I'm. J can I just full sprint? <laughs> sure. So, uh, but you'll need to move your you'll need to move your tokens to exactly where you're going. So all of you can right. can get up to the point where the vines meet the gravel. If Allery, if you look like you're going full sprint, Allery's going to say, please do it on the far left side, so if anything is destroyed, we have the rest of it to work with. Right. Okay. I want to start trying to full sprint. <laughs> Alright, so as you full sprint, the stones immediately begin to fade. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Ooh, 30, 20. <laughs> so you're able to kind of throw yourself down and you kind of slide and kind of catch yourself on the combat chair as you kind of slide into Oop. as you kind of slide into Hela and she says, alright, maybe don't try that next time. Especially not with me uh, behind you. Sorry uh, about that. I um, I just really don't like puzzles. Can you imagine if the magic was fine and I was killed by you? <laughs> that would be quite hilarious. But I, I don't think that's the right word, but <laughs> and a, a, as you kind of as you kind of reset after throwing yourself down onto the ground, I'm gonna move this up a little bit. Hopefully, this works. I don't. If if Trey does that, I don't throw the pendant. I just wanted to see what would happen in that area. But watching Trey, I'm like, oh, does, oh well. Does Allery say the thing about skipping or like dancing? Allery's oh, thinking about it, but I want to see if any... Allery is really trying to keep an eye out for any more of those little spirits to see if any more of them want to try to offer guidance on how to get past the different things. Just tell Trey to skip around it or, like, dance around it. He'll fucking do it. Let him be a crash dummy. Because <laughs> I ain't got any other ideas. Along the, like, side, is it, like... The only thing I can think of was the skipping thing, like... Yeah. yeah. Or, like, gonna look to... he, like, thin out of, like, existence or whatever? Yeah, so I was like, it, it would either maybe be skipping or spinning, if the spirit still had something to do with this. 
But the spirit might have just been a way to get us past the first bit. As you're all discussing this, another Twinga appears before you. Oh, good! Hi, everybody! What's up? This one, this one is holding... I get a little bit of lag there for a second. This one is holding the same orange hibiscus flower, and it holds it up, and it tilts. It's got a little bit. It's kind of got crazy hair behind it, um, and it holds a hibiscus flower. And in its other hand, it has a red parrot feather, and it just kind of. Aldery's gonna bend down, and look at it very close, and then telepathically say. Are there any other red or orange things we need to get from the ground before we come up? Oh, you are. It's so cute. I cannot be bad. <laughs> are, are there any red and parrots around? It just starts to skip back up the steps, and as it does, you can see the gravel kind of slowly forming steps below its feet as it skips back up. Like, Are there any Valerie, red parrots? I found it. Valerie's going to look at Hella and be like, you can stay we have to go get more fucking feathers. Be back. We can just kill a bird and take the feathers. No, no. It's We're gonna a... be a. It's gonna be a lot easier than going around trying to find feathers that fell naturally. Are there well, any red parrots around? Don't you think that the magic would be tainted by a death? Have All you right. met me? Allery is also going to make Dune come help. So Allery and Dune and I guess Reese were all looking yeah. for fucking red feathers that have fallen on the ground. I'm, I'm here looking too. for a bird. Oh, and uh, Nim. I'm looking and for a red parrot to kill. Elendra is just kind of giggling. <laughs> I love her so fucking you much. Fucking... Alright, so who is who is searching for the parrot feathers? We Nim all are, but yeah. we can go in pairs if that's more mechanically correct for you, so that we can have like two pairs of people looking for stuff. I mean, it could be helpful for all of us to just roll survival or, or investigation or whatever. Mm -hmm. I still think killing a bird would be easier. I don't think that the red. Like, these things would be a thing unless they were findable or forgeable throughout okay. the area. So whoever is making a survival check, if you're traveling in pairs, who is, uh, so it's going to be Dune and Allery and Elena and Nim? Oh, I thought Reese was... Oh, Reese, are you, are you going? Yeah. Okay. Reese, Reese, I said I was going. Okay, I just—I saw your token still on the step, so I wasn't sure. Come to me. I have it. I have it. Okay. Right here. Right here. Reese just awkwardly standing next to Hella. Nice. Okay. Again, the the temperature is perfect though. So with all of your searching and traversing, and it's just beautiful. None of you are working up a sweat. It's just a perfect day. Okay, so we need to make our separate checks. So, okay, so Allery at advantage because uh, did you want to make that at advantage or on your own? Because I don't think it was. I fun. did it at advantage because Dune okay. was with me. So you're able to you're able to find one parrot feather and twenty two. You find three in your initial uh, four in your initial sweep. So you have five. Okay. You would we need only to, need two more. Yeah, you would. Okay, so. 
go ahead and I rolled I rolled my own survival. Okay. Alright, so it takes you thirteen. Okay. So it takes you all about forty minutes. And Hella and Elena and Trey are just waiting on the steps and Melindra is just kind of gazing around. Mallory, if they get near Solyndra, is going to have a moment where she's like, you should have seen us with a stupid fucking crocodile tunnel. <laughs> I can only imagine. I'm sure it was amazing, though. If you hear about a crocodile man tale, I want you to slit the throat of whoever tells you it. Just note it. I'd be happy to. Oh, yeah. How did Mallory go I from meeting her to giving life advice? Like, oh, Mallory doesn't hate her. He's just suspicious, but it doesn't stop him from being cordial. So and it Nim, takes generally annoyed by her. Nam at the same, uh, you know, around hearing this talking, talking to her as well would be like, don't think more of us if we have to come back down for something else after this either. Okay. Like, don't really think, about to don't say. think less of us here. Okay. <laughs> but like in a joking way, in a joking way. And who are you saying this to? Uh, Melindra. Yeah. Melindra, okay. Um, from so the talk... She does... I... No, this is most amusing. <laughs> from the scavenger hunt, okay? So it takes about I'm 45 just or 50... I'm like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> it takes about 45 or 50 minutes, but you are able to, after some kind of awkward conversations and a long time waiting, walking around the base of the ziggurat, searching in the trees, and rummaging through some of the some of the greenery and shrubbery and in the leaves and on the on the jungle floor after about 50 minutes you are able to find enough parent feathers for all of you you're able to find seven Allery, before they head back up is going to look at the base of the steps and look up i am looking for anything that has any sort of floral or bird decal on the ziggurat itself Oh, okay. All right. Make another perception check. Ooh. Along uh, the same line, do you can I look around like while I'm looking for the feathers, like look around to see if there's anything else that looks like it's colorful or like make a nature check. Like have a similar vibe as sure. the That's kind of what I was going for to see if the temple itself had something. Yeah. Make okay. a nature check. Ooh. Maybe we should have looked a lot better for. All right, so in this area, I'm really killing it today. <laughs> as as Reese, I'm gonna say you you. Can I take the time? I'm gonna just tell you what your route is. Okay. Kind of heading over around the pyramid, just taking some extra time. Right about here, over here, you find. At least that's visible in the in the open with just a cursory search. A single purple orchid that sticks out from the other green I'm gonna, area. I'm gonna grab that bad boy. Okay. Uh, you, seeing this, you see two more out here and here on your way back. Okay. I'll grab them as they go. Okay. And you find, Wait, nestled in other? the corner here, a fourth one. Ooh. But that's it for your natural 20. Alrighty. Do you tell anyone that you found these? And the I give them to the other search people. I give one to okay. Dune, Allery, and Nim. All right. So Allery's going to stop and Four. be like, 
Should we try to find another three just in case? We might as well. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do anything, but they look like they are similar. I would have told every. I already did. I already told oh. everyone it was really hard to understand. Uh, at seeing this, can I just um step down and try my best to like? How big is a temple like lengthwise? Hundred and ninety feet. Uh, can I like try to do like a perimeter check around the like around the entire thing? Sure. What are you looking for? Uh, footprints big enough for a giant, or any kind of distress. Sure. Make a survival check. Oh, survival! Holy shit. While... Yeah, did you guys want to look for purple orchid? Yes. I guess so, yeah. I rolled a 17 on survival. Okay, so making your way around the pyramid, you don't... It takes you about... Maybe to walk around most of the pyramid, about half an hour? Mm-hmm. 20, 20 minutes? 20 minutes to a half an hour to, to thoroughly walk and look you're able to find one an, an interesting purple orchid along the way rory you also find one and emma you find two purple orchids cool. but no yeah. footprints yeah. that's enough for everybody now right not not yeah. not in the not in the immediate vicinity of, of the ziggurat no signs of distress when trey when trey comes back nim hands a purple orchid to him. As well as giving him as well as giving him a feather. I'm sure we've dispersed I don't know if that we've dispersed the feathers yet. No, we haven't gone back up. We uh Reese and Allery were both like we are not doing this again. Yeah. Nim adds a second flower to the cleavage flower pile and then puts the feather in one of their like braids that they have sticking down. Yeah, Allery's got like, great as just very colorful now, so we've got two flowers and a feather in there. <laughs> and if we're thinking about what Dune is probably doing, Dune probably has all three things clutched in one paw. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds <laughs> right. Dune. That sounds right to me. So as you I would like a uh, Reese, do you want me to move you back towards the steps? Oh yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. As you all okay. approach with with your with your Colorful bright shit. yes, your bright orange hibiscus and your purple orchid and your red parrot, parrot feathers. Parrot. I'll take a deep breath. The vines are almost completely parted now to one side, giving you a very wide berth on the steps. The second tier is smooth stone without any traces of gravel. And as you approach the third tier, you see sort of the steps appear to have taken the shape of hundreds, thousands of poisonous snakes, brightly colored snakes. But as you approach, they just just start to part and they start to slither one by one very quickly into these holes in the side of the pyramids. And just as you approach rapidly they all just 
and disperse into the temple. Eventually, well, there's a lot, so it takes it takes maybe like 30 seconds or so, but they do eventually all slither back into various holes as you approach in the temple. Um, Allery, when you try to communicate with the thing, it didn't really talk, did it? Yeah, gold. Uh, no, and I know for a fact that my... Oh, hello! They are here, actually. Um, they can communicate as long as they know a language, but they were not communicating, whether by uh, choice or by inability, I do not know. All three, um, all three of the Twingos are at the top of the pyramid, and we didn't even talk to the third one, man. Each each of them <laughs> has your shit. <laughs> each of them has an orange hibiscus and a purple orchid in one hand, and a red parrot feather in the other, and they're all dancing with it. Yep, they're all just dancing, and like one foot to the other foot, kind of. I dance. Hop dance. Uh, As you I'm dance with them, they just dance with them. kind of excitedly throw the flowers in the... I like half-heartedly dance. Like... <laughs> <laughs> One of them spins around. Spin with it. Or, like, I spin as well. <laughs> yeah. I fucking twirl Nim. <laughs> Hella does eventually the room still glowing, make her way up. Just like, alright. Alright. This thing's right, uh... <laughs> Alright. Um, I have questions. And she looks over at Elena and says, Your people at the Black Hands. Tell them thank you for me. This is pretty intense technology. And Elena says, One day I'll have to introduce you to Nazgris. Nazgris Felkar, the Archimage of the Black Hand. But this particular design is actually made by one of our newer artificers. I believe her name is Adeline Petrell. But she is actually a member of the Sisters of the Eclipse, which is the remnant of the Harpers. But working with Nazgris, and she just kind of taps on the side of the uh, the combat chair. I give them all the credit in the world. They're some of the most brilliant minds, and I let them know that it's working very well, especially in difficult terrain such as this. I have a question. Yes. With Minor Illusion, I know I can create, like, small objects. Could I, like, create, like, a small figure of a person that I know? I want all of you to make perception checks while you're at the top of the stairs, by the way. Oh. And yes, you can. Um, with okay. mi Minor Illusion, it would look... It would be, like, it would be an obvious hologram. Yeah. With Minor Illusion. And that one! Oh. Did you say perception? Perception. Well, that one? Perception? Yep. Everybody roll nothing. perception. Allery was the 17. Dune is the 13. All right. So I'm scared. 17. Yeah. <laughs> that one. You start to hear... Uh, Allery, you hear just like the faintest bit of whispering coming from inside of the temple itself. Allery has a moment after hearing the whispering. It's like, is that... It looks up into the sky. It's like, is that you? Is that... Oh, no, it's coming from there. Coming from inside of the cigarette. Do you point it out? Do you? Allery's probably gonna suss it out for a second, but if nobody else seems to notice, Allery will be like, "I hear whispers." Does it sound like this? Like, might be too specific. Does it sound like souls? Make an arcana check. Allery. I know. Trey. Uh -oh. oh. 
I am assuming I don't get advantage for it. Nope. Oh, no, roll the free. No idea. Um, just out of, like, a little thing, the three little spirit things are still there. I yep. want to create a minor illusion of the giantess. Okay. Kind of in the center and point at it. Okay. To see if they react to her. They just kind of look at each other and just... Okay. I'm just worried about her. You think fair, you're she worried probably about She could have mm -hmm. probably just walked up the fucking sides of the of the ziggurat and just avoided the stairs entirely. Make an arcana check. Me? Yeah. I know nothing. Doesn't seem doesn't seem likely. Seems like everything is locked behind this whatever this magic is. Ooh. If I use the finds, um... by the way, well, let's check out whispering. Yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, that is. Anyway, got. Uh, what, what was your question, Reese? What about I the whispering? Let's, let's, let's go check it out. So, like, I guess I'll go like ahead. I don't know. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm avoiding walking over the circle in the middle, though. All right. Yeah, I don't care. I closed my book and then I realized I needed it. <laughs> That's the mood. Yeah. Why the hell did I need to roll a two when it, it's probably something to do with dead people? This is like a trace thing. As you slowly approach and enter this dark temple with all of your flowers and heart feathers in hand, see the following. Hanging lamps illuminate the room, while incense burners fill it with exotic scents and curling smoke. Cushions and red mats cover the floor. Pots of blooming flowers line the plastered walls, and singing birds flit from plant to plant. At the center of the room is a large cloud of mist. Slowly, the mist begins to part. And emerging with their backs to you, you see a human, a human figure. And he takes a few steps back out of the mist and bows forward respectfully. And says, well, thank you kindly for your wisdom, and uh, I'll be forever in your debt. I owe you one. Well, whatever this place is, I owe all of it a debt of gratitude. Uh, for what help it is. Turns around. Is... Oh, howdy. Is this just some random dude? How y'all doing? And kind of emerging from the mist shortly thereafter, a lizard folk. It's our guy! Hardest it's karma. our guy! It's our guy? And uh, uh, this lizard folk just, ah, interesting. And the human up front says, So howdy, adventurers. I'm Artis Climber. Mind telling me a little bit about yourselves? See you, uh, too, had to deal with this, uh, kind of runaround and all these feather traps and whatnot. Bit of a pain in the ass, huh? 
Anyway, uh, nice to meet another group of Avengers here. If you don't mind me, we're uh, just about leaving. And uh, good luck with Sergeant Mbasa. Just be respectful and uh, you'll be good to go. Excuse us. And they immediately start walking. And as they I'm do, Elena the draws the blade and it just... The yeah. flame ignites on the end of it. And he stops and he says... Well, now, if this is how it's going to be, that's not a very kind way to introduce yourself to strangers. And you can see the ring on his finger start to glow. And this kind of ice begins to shoot out from the ring and starts to surround him in this frost aura. And Elena's fire just glows brighter. And Hela just says, oh, shit. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it for the week. Fuck, <laughs> Can I just please nope. say, because I know for a fact I'm going to forget, I want to Hunter's mark him. Okay. Write it down in your notes. All Write right. it down in all your notes. Write it in Hunter's... your notes. We're not letting another fucker get away from us. <laughs> We're not doing mm -hmm. this again. I was literally about to say that Trey does that thing. You know when like the soldiers at the door block the door with the blade? Yeah, Trey was going to do that with his axe, but Elena got that quick, and I was like, okay. Okay. Okay, okay Elena. Our zombie friend. She needs it for her ego. She needs it for I her wonder ego. if she registers as undead. No. No, she, she Someone still checked. registers. Yeah, right. she still registers as a celestial. Because Athmar. Not undead. From what I remember. No, she's her living soul dead. Was put back. Her soul was literally put back inside of her. This is But that is awesome. I'm so excited. I want my gift. I want my little gift. I love her. Glendra. You say that as if your little gift isn't going to be the decapitated head of a red wizard person or something horrific. Please like, let it be like a talisman or something that I can use to fuck this, shit up. This woman annoys Reese. Oh my. Oh, Reese is jealous. Generally annoyed by this bitch. <laughs> Which one? Just yeah. like her laughing From at us as we're yeah. trying to oh, figure yeah. out the puzzle. Yeah. Like, you could help. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys, I'm so excited to use this new spell. What new Which spell? The summon shadow spawn. Oh, Ooh. What's it do? Ooh. I'll put it in the chat. It's very cool. I actually have to have it open on DD Beyond so that I can look at the thing, but. I'm so excited. Well, when I... you cast the spell, choose an emotion, fury, despair, or fear. Yeah. Well, real yeah. quick, I want to thank everybody in the stream for hanging out Sorry. with us on an amazing Saturday night. Uh, this was, again, the stream just keeps getting better and better. I just, I got to fix the widgets again. <laughs> I messed with them earlier, and apparently I broke everything and made them slightly. They're slightly to the left, so now I have to find a way to readjust them. So that's my project for the next couple of days. Uh, as well as editing the most recent VOD to put on YouTube from last uh, two Saturdays ago. First episode is up on YouTube. If you go to Aaron Spencer Podcast, ESP D&D, if you type in ESP D&D or just Aaron Spencer Podcast or Crystal Coven Chimera's Tomb of Annihilation, you'll be able to find us on YouTube for the VOD. And you can follow us there on YouTube. Um, any interactions are obviously much appreciated and thank you everyone so much for hanging out with us in the live stream we really appreciate you and to all of the uh, wonderful artists who contribute to our free music who we introduced at the start of the 
uh, start on the stream. Thank you all for being so awesome. Y'all are heroes in the age of DMCA. And everyone in the chat, y'all are amazing. You make all this possible. So thank you so much to each and every one of you for coming to hang out with us tonight. And until then, two Saturdays from now, we'll be back. Until next time, which is have a great Bye. couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>